Speak to the Lord, please. Speak to the Lord. If I ever needed you, I need you now. Holy in Lord, oh God, my Savior, if I If I ever, ever wanted you, I need you now. If I ever needed you, I need you too. Oh, living Lord, oh God. My Savior, if I ever needed you, I need you. If I ever wanted you, I, I want you now. If I ever needed you, I need you. If I ever wanted you, I want you now. Wave your hands to him. I need you now. Glorify your name in our lives, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands to Jesus. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Fishers of men. Say, I'm a fisher of man. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is about to do something on the face of the earth. Take the humming out for me, okay? The microphone, take the humming out. I, I like my natural voice. And if we don't push ourselves well, there'll be a problem. And for me, the problem I keep seeing is that we are playing the game of the drink from the fountain of God 
Then we go to the world. When we are tired, we come again for the fountain of the water again. But we can, it's like swimming or diving, scuba diving. You can go into the water. And when you go deep, deep, deep in the water, and your breath expires, you come to the surface to breathe again. Then when you go into the, when you, you get some air, you go down again. But actually, God wants to be our scuba exp, ec, ec, um, equipment. God wants us to be, to have him as the oxygen tank. So that we can dive deep without coming from time to time. It means when you go deep into waters, you are going with God. When you go deep in life, as you go in life, you don't have to say, oh, you have strayed from God. You, the more you go, the more you have God. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. Hallelujah. And if we don't push that, everywhere I preach, last night I was having a, a service online with some people. I think we finished around, uh, I left a meeting around 10.30. And I had to do another meeting online. So I came to the office here. And I finally went online around 11 something. Finished around 12 plus. Close to 12, I don't know. I, don't, I think it's close to 12. So I go home almost 12.30. That's when I was now breaking my fast. And... What was on my heart was that I realized that the world is increasing in a knowledge that is not perpendicular or directly proportional to the knowledge the church must increase in. So if you don't take care, let me be honest with you, if you don't take care, the world will go ahead of a lot of you. Yeah, they'll have an upper hand. We keep playing games with God. You should be sold out though. This thing we are doing, you should be sold out. Like, when you wake up in the morning, your money, your energy, your thoughts, who you visit, why you visit the person, there is nothing that is outside God. Where we've gotten to, you can't play that game. Because can I tell you something? Where we have gotten to, eh, the energy to return when you backslide is, 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 oh, there was a time that when you backslide, it's easy to find Jesus again. Where we've gotten to, when you backslide, there are too many gray areas to give you a clear-cut direction as to where you once strayed off. So it means you can stray off in the church. I was speaking to my doc this morning, and he was, we were talking. I had to give you some report of how my week went because I was called to different places <laughs> impromptu, and some people, uh, some of the lead uh, volunteers were part of, yeah, you had to stay beyond the time. Yeah, they were there. They saw how my life is. They think that I intentionally come late. <laughs> they don't know sometimes they can hold you beyond the planned time. But you saw it. Yes, they said we close at four. We close at seven. And I was at Pram Pram. And I had, a, I had to be at a function at Marriott Hotel. So from Pram Pram. So I changed in the hotel. I said, bring on my suit and shoe. I had to change in the hotel, uh, some, the luggage room, because I don't, I'm not sleeping there. So when they put their life around the lobby, that's why I went to change. And wear suit and wear bow tie. And enter another meeting. After that, I went to another meeting in the office. I came to here. Yeah. Uh, he said it was here. It was not easy for him. <laughs> he had to open the door for me. So yeah. Sometimes you see us moving, moving like that. We've planned that we'll meet you. It's not wickedness. If we give you half of our schedule, you'll suck everybody in your life. <laughs> yeah. Because you have too many interactions. 
too many impromptus because of where you stand. Especially when you deal with fathers. Anybody can call you at any time. No, you have to stay and there's nothing you can say about it. I have to preach in Pram Pram. Yeah. I'm happy they didn't broadcast it, so you're not away. <laughs> but I had to preach impromptu to some pastors. And I'm trying to tell you something very important. Where we've got into it, can I tell you something? Because the Bible is on our phone, because of internet preaching, you can go three months and you've not opened the Bible yourself. Do yourself. You've not opened the Bible by your own desire. I'm telling you. The only time you check the Bible is, oh, you have some verse B. You want to remember how it looks like. That's why. So if you don't take it, you are going on. Days are passing. Hours are passing. Nothing about your altar has been repaired for the fire of God to come upon it. So the day you face temptation, you don't understand why evil spirits you once dealt with are showing up again. You've become too cold. She called me. I was telling him something. He said, man of God, I was preaching somewhere. And when I was done, to say something. When I was done, a pastor walked up to me and said, has been dreaming about me. And I said, okay. And the pastor said, no. He needs him to lead him to Christ. Yes. A pastor. Because he said he has never confessed the lordship of Jesus before. A pastor. Mm. On that day, you see that when I tell you that I preach everything I know so that my hand will not be stained with your blood, you understand. Don't joke with this work we are doing. Don't joke. Be serious. It's not the time to joke. Now it's our salvation nearer than we first believed. A bang. A bang. The gangs are too much. If you're in ministry here, stop joking. It's not publicity. It's not, it's not who knows you. It is what has God told you to do. Whether the world knows you or not, that's, that's not what God said. God did this, I'll make you famous. God said, I'll make you faithful. Some of the best people receive rewards. They are your, your Sunday school teachers. Yeah, I'm telling you. They did it with... The point is that it's the quality. As I preach here, if there's a reason why I'm doing it so that people know me in the world, I'm wasting my time. But you see Sunday school teacher, nobody teaches Sunday school or primary school to school to be popular. Some, of course, for salary. Others, genuinely, they like teaching. Yes. And some of our teachers, they taught because <laughs> man for it. Those are the teachers who receive long cane. They lash anyhow without emotions. Any nonsense, they will beat you. <laughs> but there are some people, you see, they love teaching. They've taught for 20 years. They love to teach. It's a reward for them. It's a reward for them. There's a reward, something they did recently. And you'll be seeing. There are people in Ghana who have received rewards. Prison service, 30 years. Missionaries, 30 years. There was a Pentecost prophet who has sung 400 Pentecost songs. We sing a lot of them. A person was awarded. It's in heaven we'll see, eh? So apparently some of the Pentecost songs, I forgot some of the songs. Some songs, popular songs. He sang it, Prophet Patrick. He was in Pentecost. He sang very powerful Pentecostal songs that we sing. He's alive. Somebody decided to honor him. 
So for all the 400 songs he has written, anytime you kneel down to worship and something moves in your spirit, there's a reward. Wow. Yeah, but F won't respect you because song, what's a song? So every song that has traveled the border, see the Lord. Anybody who has sung, see the Lord in the world, that see the Lord has blessed them. There's a reward coming. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Don't joke with these things that we are doing. It's a very serious work we are doing. Hallelujah. Fishers of men. Say fishers of men. Fishers of men. Amen. Amen. On the 9th, we are gathering all the people we know. So we we'll use the bigger hall. So everybody we know. Next week, let's practice. Hmm? Yeah. Next week, invite people. Send them texts. I will pay for your, your, your Uber. I'll come and pick you. You are coming to church. Yeah. Let's warm their hearts for the gospel. Amen. Amen. So on the 9th, we are gathering everybody that we know that needs Jesus Christ. We we'll use the big hall. So we fill the place. Hmm? Hmm. You, you have to win crowns on that day. Yeah. Wave your hands to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So today I want to teach you on the blueprint of God's fishing method. The blueprint of God's fishing method. Same as fishers of men. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5. Quickly, Hebrews 8, 5. What does it say? Uh huh. So this is, this is a very remarkable principle. Why is this principle remarkable? What it means is that um, Psalm 127 says, except the Lord builds a house, they build in vain that build it. It means that before anything is built, it is already built somewhere. For instance, a carpenter builds this thing in his mind before he can build. If you have no picture of a chair in your mind, you cannot produce a chair from wood. That means that the pattern for the building of the tabernacle implies if we close our eyes and we enter eternity, the tabernacle Moses put on the earth, we will see it in heaven. I don't forget what I'm saying. This is a very powerful revelation. I'm speaking prophetically and I'll come back to what I'm saying. If you want a marriage, if you want a car, if you want a ministry, Find the pattern in the spirit because anything you build without a spiritual pattern will be like air and sinking sand. Wind can blow it because there's no substance that will hold it. Anything you build that has no pattern in the spirit. So if you are dating, date with a pattern. If you are married, marry with a pattern. If you are going to find a job, work with a pattern because without a pattern, any wind will stick away whatever you are having. Because there's nothing that holds it. The reality of it cannot stay. So for the physical tabernacle to be built, he has to see that there's a spiritual tabernacle that has already been built. See that anything you will build must be in direct measurement to what you have seen in the vision. What it means is this. The reason the church in all the prophecies of influx of souls has struggled to have souls and to keep souls is because we are building according to the pattern of the world and not God. 
You see, in the world, souls come because, uh, people come to a concert because of the performer. But in Christ, the one preaching is not a performer. He is a director. So as I stand there, I'm awarding to the Lord. I am not the Lord. I am awarding to the Lord. So if I don't build according to that pattern, that's why you see pastor is angry at you you're also angry at pastor we are angry at each other <laughs> because all of us our focus is not the Lord <laughs> are you understanding do, do, do you understand what I'm talking about amen it's a serious matter I'm putting to, before you so see that you build according to the pattern. So the reason why souls are not being saved is because we are not directing souls to the Lord. We are directing them to ourselves. We are directing them to ourselves. So because of that, people are not being built into the image of God. They are being built in the image of men. Now I had to learn a long time ago because see, Luke 1 says that. John came in the power and spirit of Elijah. But the power and spirit of Elijah did not raise the dead. John did not raise the dead. John did not stop rain. John, in spite of all the power and the spirit of Elijah, he died at age 30. He was not even 31 when he died. Six months into his ministry, he lost his head. <laughs> because you need to understand he's six months older than Jesus he anointed Jesus when Jesus was 30 so at the time John was baptizing Jesus John was 30 and 6 months 30 and a half so if anything at all let's give him some 4 or 5 months that's how he lost his head to Herodias because of course even Jesus himself he didn't spend much time on earth so if you are the one who announces the one who will not spend time on <laughs> I think you are understanding the ratio and proportion of preaching. Are you understanding? You, your ministry is to announce a Messiah. You are the one who announces the one who is coming. But unfortunately, the one who is coming, he now his ministry is short. So how will not yours be shorter? <laughs> it's just a number. So it's not wickedness. God has a plan. He said, you can't outlive the one you are announcing. That means that the moment you outlive him, your, your, your ministry is not needed. They say you are the voice to announce. Wow. And after that day, once he has been announced on one kind, he must increase that I may decrease. Because as the friend of the bridegroom, John chapter 3, 29 to 32, I have fulfilled my job. He said, when I hear his rejoicing, I am fulfilled. That means that the moment Jesus was now known and they came to ask him, do you realize he has become more popular than you? John was actually giving a proverb saying that my job is now done. So when John lost his head, it was not an incomplete job. Jesus is now popular. The voice has announced the Messiah. It's time to go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are we here? Yeah. So the substance of the assignment is that there's a pattern of how souls can be won and how souls can remain. Now, Billy Graham says something. The late, powerful general of evangelism says something. 
And what he said is so remarkable. He <clears throat> said, after all the work of evangelism and crusades, it's after all that work, that work, evangelism, crusades, all the crusades you see, all the evangelism door to door we do, it's actually 5% of the work. He said 95% is follow-up and discipleship. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Do you know how Jesus told the disciples, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me and I what? Make you fishers of men. But the goal was not to be constantly fishing and killing. You know, there's a way fishing is like a sport. When you fish and you catch the animal, you show him to the camera. You leave the fish into the water. That's not what Jesus called us to do. We are not doing fishing sports. We'll catch a fish, show it to the camera, <laughs> look at the lens, oh, what a big fish, and we let it go. That is not what we are doing. And that's what Christians are doing. We catch the fish. Ah, we have 7,000 souls this year. And it's part of statistics. But statistically, what percentage did? We are using it to boost our immune system. <laughs> that we got 7,000 souls this year. How many of those souls stayed? How many of those souls have become pastors? How many of those souls have become leaders? How many have gained confidence in the Lord? How many have known the Father? How many? So fishers of men is not just catching souls and bringing them to church. It's a, it's, a, it's a more intricate work. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Can I say something? Yeah. It will be thought-provoking, theologically argumentative, but you take it and go and meditate. The Spirit is my witness. I too have the Holy Ghost. If you don't agree, you can discard it. I think... It's better not to win souls at all than to win souls you will destroy. It was better that you didn't go fishing than to go fishing and break nets and cause problems for the souls you want. It's better. I think it's better that way. I think so. And that's why I say I think so. It's not in the Bible, but I think so. If your net is not ready, <laughs> don't go. Because, you see, I take the revelation from what Jesus said. Jesus didn't ask them to drop a net. The season for net was a process of following him for three and a half years. But prior to that time, a net could not handle a harvest. So when the fish was to be caught, he said, let down your nets. Then the net broke and they had to call their friends. In fact, if you check it in verse 8 and verse 9 of Luke chapter 5, you realize that those friends were Peter and Andrew. Andrew and Philip. They were friends, their partners. That, and, and James and John, sorry. They were the friends that joined Andrew and Peter. So John and James, the sons of Zebedee, they were the partners that, they were, that were called to bring their boat to support their sinking boat. But when they finally stayed with Jesus Christ for three and a half years in John 21, they didn't let down a net. They, let down, they didn't let down nets. They let down nets. And that net caught great fishes. I told you last week. Yeah. All sort of large-sized creatures. One net could do that. Because now they have stayed with the one who has empowered them. That tells you that 
the goal of God is to create replica individuals that look like Jesus with strong nets on their own capacity. So that wherever they go, whatever they catch will not be lost. Hmm. You see, this thing about superstar pastor, it must die. Where we are getting to, you don't need one general. <laughs> we need many generals. But we all understand our lineup. We all understand our ranks. We need that. You see, the days of Adulam ends when Ziklak is encountered. In Ziklak, you don't train men who don't know anything. In Ziklak, you retrain men who already know something. Adulam, these men are rejected, dejected, poor, and they become mighty men. But when you get to Ziklak, people with their armies and rebel forces bring 1,000, 2,000 and say, these are my guys. So they are already coming as trained men. But you train them to have your same concept. That's what Ziklag does. So the church must move from Adulam, where ignorant men who knew nothing about God are trained to fish, to the place where the people who are now trained to fish can be commensurate generals like Joab. David can sleep and Joab can win the battle for David. Then we can go far because I can't come to your office. The time has come. Not one person must travel. Some of you must go to Saudi Arabia and go and work. You go as all your merchants, but you're actually gospel merchants. Hallelujah. Some people don't want to say amen because I didn't say London. I said Saudi Arabia. I said, the Lord. We bind that spirit in Jesus' name. But it tells you the stage where we are at. If I said Dubai, you'd be happy. But you know Dubai is also Islamic. Mm. That tells you the kind of way you are thinking. You are not going because of the state of the nation. You are going because of how the nation will be comfortable for you. That's what must die. Hallelujah. See, I'm a fisher of man. Hallelujah. Souls come my way. Amen. So if 95% of the work is follow-up and discipleship, then it tells you why yearly there's a problem. Year after year there's a problem. Several Muslims come to the Lord. Every year, several million Muslims come to the Lord. But you know, 85% of them go back to the world. 85% of Muslims that are born again go back to the world. They go back to Islam. Because they come to a category of people who have not been discipled. They have been churchized. You see, when you are churchized, this is how you think. I love my church. My church is the best church. If you don't come to my church, you are going to hell. That is a churchized, unkingdom reality. So you'd be shocked some Christians prefer some people marry Muslims than marry another denomination. Yes, some people are comfortable that you are marrying a Muslim or a non-believer than another church that has a different practice from us. Wait, oh, I'm telling you, you have no idea this, this demon of, of, of denomination. We don't even understand why there are denominations. We don't get it. We don't understand. And so, on that day, you'll be shocked though, on that day, you'll be like, of course, it's not going to be Christians, God will ask that question in Matthew 25. But a lot of you will be asked questions you will not know answers for. When were you poor and we did not give you? When were you hungry we did not feed you? When were you? Can I tell you those times? 
Those were the days God whispered to you, put church poster on your status. And you refused. You were tired. And the shocking part was that you wanted to put something you read that looks like your own coat rather than what? Yes. And in the spirit, God knows your coat will not pull anybody. So you notice when you put your coat, nobody responded. Nobody has sent you a text. Wow, powerful. It moved no one. God will tell you that when I needed a voice, you were silent. I needed to use that your post to get somebody's attention. That is time to take God seriously. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Look, of all things that you can hide, God is not one. No, there are things you can hide. God is not a secret. God is not a best secret to be kept. No, don't try it. So if you're a pastor, you're a man of God, you are an anointed, whatever it is, you're a leader in church, don't hide it. Let the world know. You know why? The moment you became, oh, ah, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, Father, help me. Do you know in the book of Leviticus, in the book, Leviticus 21, and, and, and uh, let's go there. Let me show you something. Let's go there. Leviticus 21, verse 20. I want to show you something about priesthood. I want to show you. Look at that. Uh-huh. Or a crockbake. This is talking about who a priest is. Go to verse 18. I want to show you something quickly. Verse 18. Whosoever, uh-huh, uh-huh, no, 17. I want them to see in context. Speak unto Aaron, saying, whosoever of thy seed, that's Levi, shall be able to approach the tabernacle to offer bread. That's priestly service. He said, these are his requirements. 18. Aha, uh-huh. he shouldn't have a blemish. Now, time of let's not go there. He shall, so that he shall not approach. He said, anyone who has a blemish shall not approach. A blind man, a lame. He that has flat nose. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. Or broken-footed or broken-handed. Look at that. Next, next, next. Some people who didn't have been priests. Hunchback is the word crook-backed. The word crook-backed. That's hunchback. Or a dwarf. The word, no, but the dwarf in the Hebrew means a slender person. So the slim people, you can't be a priest. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. <laughs> mm. the, yeah. You see, the words have undergone change. They say a dwarf means slender. We are here. Slim, too slim. You can't be a priest. Because <laughs> you, the moon cow and your weight is the same. How can you kill a bull? The bull and you, you have the same weight. Who will lift the bull? Who lifts the boo? Mm. Blemish in his eyes. Half scurvy. Scabbard. Or has stones broken. The word stones broken means that uh, your, your stones is their scrotum. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not preaching that message. 21. Hey. 22, 22. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, he gives certain requirements here. Now, let's go to chapter 44. Ezekiel 44. Uh-huh. It's in Ezekiel 44's rendition. Find it for me. The word pull. P-O-L-L. Pull the hair. He shall not pull the hair. Go there. I think verse 12, 13, 14. Uh-huh. Verse 20. Yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. Around the same verses. Ezekiel 44, 20. Quickly. Quickly. Pull the hair. P-O-L-L. It said, Nanda shall shave their heads. Nanda uh-huh, uh-huh. Next, 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 next. I want to show He shall not drink wine when he enters the inner court. This is the verse I want you to see. Verse 22. He will not marry a widow. Nor the one who has been divorced. This is a priest requirement. He will not take them. He says, but he will take a maiden of the seed of the house of Israel. The word maiden is virgin. Another version says, he will, he will marry a woman who has never had sex. 
No, I, I'm not preaching on that, but I want to show you something today. And the only widow a priest is permitted to marry is a fellow priest, a widow who was married to a priest. You know why? Because the requirement of levy required that, even when you read other versions, when you are growing up, it says priests could only marry in their tribe. Because you can't marry a woman who does not understand how the life of a priest is. It will be difficult to stay with that woman. That's what he was saying last time. Of course, no new covenant, but there are some lessons to learn from it. That means that you that you say God wants to use you, you that you say God is going to make you an apostle, a pastor, a prophet, it means that if you don't expose who you are early, there are certain people you try to put in your life, you will keep breaking up. Because you've not exposed what you carry. Whatever you do, God will use you. So as announce yourself early. So that perhaps some pastor's daughter or a daughter who is not even a pastor's daughter who has her mind ready to be used by God. By the way, you are doing secret service Christianity. The guy will come around and you'll be, oh, I like you, I like you. The day you start doing too much tightening, too much prayer, you see that there's, you see there's more things to relationship than feelings of chemicals. Mm, you see. Let me preach another message. I'm come to spot the message I want to preach. Let's move, let's move. You move, you move, hallelujah. Amen. By 7.40, I have to go and preach at another church. So, Yes, nowadays, I don't know what is happening. Yesterday, I was telling Pastor Elvis that next time, he has to look at my schedule ahead of time. Because it looks like uh-huh, when they call you and they say, so in October, in November, when it's four months away, I think there's, the whole place is free. So I just say, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> By the time I realize I'm everywhere, I can't even sleep. Hallelujah. So now I've changed. Somebody wants to see me. You said somebody wants to see me from Nigeria. Uh-huh, tell them next year. <laughs> Timetable is where I can't accept anything before I keep traveling anyhow. Hallelujah. I'm serious, so it's not a joke. The way they laugh, I'm not doing comedy yet. Tell them next year. If it's not next year, then we can't meet. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is Lord. <laughs> it's like me, I did it. From January to June, I didn't travel. So from July, everybody come here. Come here. I say, next year, I'll advise myself. Hallelujah. Amen. So have mercy on us, eh? Sometimes it's not a fault. The way it goes is like that. So it's very important for you to understand that the gospel God has given you. Eh? you, you no. Do you know how it's meant for Peter to be Jesus' number one? <laughs> Go and read about Mark chapter one. They came to the house of Peter's mother and wife's mother. Bible said they came to rebuke the fever in Peter's mother-in-law. After that, the whole town came to the house. So, I, I like a prophet. I want to marry. Somebody came to my wife. I said, Mama D, I want to marry somebody like prophet. I said, you, you don't know what you have asked for. Do you know me? Do you know me? <laughs> you want to marry somebody like me? <laughs> no, 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 no. When I, I, said, I said, she knows not the cup she will bear. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not married to a, a set and the guys in the house. But you have no idea. Ask him. He can iron three clothes. He will iron one. Sunday morning, he feels he has finished ironing. And I finished praying. As to how the meeting will go, I'll just appear and say, you know something? Iron this one instead. And he has one hour to come to church. He has to iron it. It's not a joke to stay with a prophet. 
Much more to be married to one. You'll be done. Just say, come on. We are, we are selling this thing. We are going to give it to this man of God. You can't say no. I saw it. If I tell you I saw it, what can you say? God said we should give it. What can you say? Hmm? You'll be there. Kolo, 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 kolo. You'll see that I'm sowing seed into people's life and I'm not giving you the same money. You have to endure it. Yes, when we were pram pram. My wife doesn't want to be seen. She wants to hide in peace. But because of her husband, she has to meet all sorts of men of God. Yeah. Don't ask for some things. Sophia, I want to marry a president. I best shock you. <laughs> Let me preach my message so we don't spoil the, we don't spoil what I'm trying to bring across to you. Hallelujah! So it's very important to get this thing right. Hallelujah! And the reason is because you see, the, I told you last week about the dragnet. There's a net that is used to collect a lot of fish. There's a net that is used to catch a lot of fish. Uh -huh. Is my time up? Oh, I have some time. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> Somebody shouted. <laughs> so, you see. I told you last week the dragnet. How many you remember the dragnet? Now, I told you that the way the dragnet is, it's 300 feet in perimeter. And you see it at the uh, um, Jamestown, Choco, Labadi, all those beaches. Labadi is Pleasure Beach. The other ones are these. We have Fishing Beach and Pleasure Beach. Uh -huh. I'm talking about the Fishing Beach, the parts that they are collecting fish. You can see there are many men in synchrony are pulling it. Number two, when you see them, they are bare-chested. You can see 50-year-old men with gray hair, but they have six pack. You know why? It takes strong men to pull the net of salvation. That's why you, you can't be a mere Christian for this kind of go and fish. So when he say I make you fishes, it implies an impartation of superhuman strength that will come upon you. Before you became witnesses, he said, tarry ye. To be endued with power. So the witnessing capacity is an endowment of heavenly power. You don't, you don't do evangelism on the surface. Because the God of this world has blinded their eyes. There are people when you're talking to them, they keep arguing with you. You have to rebuke the spirit first. Otherwise, they'll never hear what you're saying. Some of you have prayed for some family members. They seem to be daft and their ears are blocked to what you're saying. There's a spirit blinding their eyes. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that the God of this world has blinded not their eyes alone, but their minds. That's what he said. Their minds of them which believe not, lest the light, the word lest means for fear. Because if they encounter light, they cannot escape it. Paul said, I was on the horse and we saw the light. They that with me together with myself, we saw the light, but I alone heard the voice. This skeptic Paul, once that encounter happened, there was no way. The U-turn was so sharp, the Jews wanted to kill him. Because we hired you to destroy the Christians. So it takes a kind of conviction to put yourself into the very category you were collecting letters to threaten. That is what light does. So that your cousin, that your auntie, that your brother that keeps ridiculing God, is stop praying that Jesus. The prayer is 2 Corinthians 4.4. Whatever has blinded their mind, whatever is blinding their mind, 
from encountering the light of the glory of God. Father, we lift it. We lift that. Because many people, eh, it's not, look, can I tell you something? There are two things. When we get to it next week, because next week I have to show you how to use the sickle. So that by 9th, all of us will use the sickle that week. That week we'll fast for three days. I'll show you the power of prayer and fasting for the salvation of some souls. Do you know why? I'm going ahead of myself. But in Acts chapter 16, when Paul and Silas praised, and they opened the gate, the Bible said that when the general of the prison was about to kill himself, he said, don't touch yourself, for we have prayed for this day. It means that they were not praying to be free. Their prayer was for somebody to be saved. Because if you even check how they got there, Paul could have been free long ago. He was looking for some converts. That's why when the prisons were open, they didn't run. They were there. He said, don't kill yourself. We are here. We want, can you imagine? The man took them, received Jesus, took them to his house, bathed them, they ate, ministered to his family member, and the next morning, they were back in prison. So it was not prayer to be saved. Oh, I don't know if you get what I'm talking about. Jesus Christ. That same night, he took them, washed their stripes, and baptized them. He, so, No, when you get baptized with this kind of dimension, eh, I'm telling you, you are not praying for certain bad situations. You are praying for the bad situation to become an evangelism too. That's when you become dangerous for hell. Because there's nothing Satan, Satan knows if he causes evil, you use it to preach. But some of you, when evil happens, you are quiet. God is not with me. I think I'm alone. And Satan says, ah, I know how to get this person. Let's frustrate him more. You to frustrate the devil. Because scripture said that. Satan there, he will come. So Satan coming, the enemy left Jesus for a season and cometh again. It means the job of Satan is to come. What is your job? Resist. So everybody must take their position. So your job description, resist. Satan's job description, come. So why is it that you are allowing Satan to fulfill his job? And you are avoiding your job. But your baby, you have to give him resistance. You won't get space here. I remember one day in secondary school. Those days I used to do martial arts. Somebody threw a stone at me. So I was fighting the person. Not fighting. He was trying to provoke me to fight. And I said, I don't fight. Because he thought I was, like he wants to see my abilities. I said, okay. I said, don't. So he was pursuing me. Then I saw that now he turned and threw a stone. I don't know what came over me. When the stone was thrown, I didn't run. I didn't stop. The stone was coming. I hit his arm. And I met him. That was the last time. He he announced to the class, that guy, he's doing labababrobazabra. Fear him. They advise advise themselves. So I'll be walking on the campus, on the the secondary campus, and the martial arts guys thought I'm a senior martial artist because of throwing stone in the air. That's what you have to do. When Satan throws a poison at you, hit it in the air and show up. You woke up in your mouth, half of your jaw is swollen. Find the anointing oil you have prayed over. Smell it and appear in the office. Who, whatever which kiss you in the night, when they see you, they'll know that their kisses does not work. When you see some people, they wake up in the morning, half of their jaw is swollen. And you ask them what happened, they'll tell you, I don't know. They know. Because they tell you how it happened, I'm like, hey, how? He said, I dreamt a girl kissed me. When I opened half of my jaws, they just don't want to tell you, so they say they don't know. They know. They really know what happened. They know who kissed them. 
Hallelujah. Are we here? You have to come to this place. That's why you need power. We need strong men to pull the net. Because how can you be the one pulling the net for salvation? Then the soul you are winning, call, you call, the soul calls you and you are crying. What kind of advertisement is that? <laughs> Who watches the watchman? <laughs> yeah. The soul that you are winning has called you and you are crying. You are depressed. Some of the brothers, you've not tried. The souls you are winning. Let's continue the message. The next point is same vision. Tell me about same vision. If we have division, that's why we have division. The moment you don't see the same picture, the, the net of God. The reason souls are not staying in church is because there's too much division. We don't have the same eyes. For instance, I've gone to places, I've said this story many times. So I've gone to places before and because after prophetic, somebody walks up to you in the church and says that, I want to be your son. And this is a wonderful pastor. But because he's a pastor, they want to be my son because they think the prophetic is something they, I said, you are not serious. I don't pick such calls. I don't. When somebody brought me and said, I said, have you given this seat to your pastor before? He said, no. I said, then why? He said, I was led. I said, go and give to your pastor first. Because you can't use one day to say, God said, bring me a thousand Ghana. And you've never given your pastor a thousand Ghana. The one who feeds you every Sunday. So the moment you have such a vision, also for, we will not, do you know right now, people are afraid to bring prophets to their churches? Because when they leave, they carry members. People are afraid to allow other men of God to come and say hello in their church or greet them because they are afraid that the moment you enter the church, some of the members you are talking to them. It's a demonic spirit. Somebody will come and say, oh, these are quiet people, they are singing well. So after church, hello, hey, please, can you be coming to my church? It's not the right spirit. I know what I'm talking about. I don't know if you have been there before. After the prophecy, you see me after church. Then they say, oh, what? can you be coming to our prayers? Because there are too many souls. 1.2, look, they are 1 point, how much? 9 point something, 1.95, almost, some, it's not up to 2 billion. It's less than 2 billion, 1.95 Christians, 1.6 Muslims, then 1.2 billion um, um, Hindus, and, and some Buddhism and all that. Do you know there's 1.2 billion unaffiliated? Not just say, they are either 80s or they are just there. <laughs> 1.2 billion people unaffiliated. They don't believe in anything. Some believe in Everything. They are just there. And we are fighting over two people in church. It doesn't make sense. So the moment the vision is wrong, eh, you realize that the church is not able to harvest souls. There are people in Ghana. When you say Jesus, my father is a missionary. He told me some time ago that they went to the north, some, some place in the north. He said when they went, they said, well, have you heard of Jesus before? He said, I wasn't one of the presidents of Ghana. Because the best name to Jesus was Junior Jesus, JJ. So when they heard Jesus, they think he's one of the presidents of Ghana. In Ghana! In Ghana. And you are here in Accra fighting over members. It's like we don't understand a lot of things. And that's what makes me afraid. The games you are playing, Bonsama Green or Debano, is too high, unfortunately. Oh. Praise the Lord. Are we here? 
Amen. Amen. There's a passion for souls. There's an old hymn we say, rescue the perishing, care for the dying. And the grave, weep over them. Today we are exposing all the primary school and secondary school. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Jesus is merciful. When they get to the verse, rescue the perishing. Then we wait for coral. Rescue the parish again. This shit. I better not have morning devotion. You don't even know the words. So the Holy Ghost will not waste his time. Because if the Holy Ghost reminds you of the song, Rescue the oh, you will insult him. The Lord will remind you, rescue the person. That's how it's time. <laughs> he will also not show you the words. You didn't learn it. <laughs> but it's time to have a passion. Stop seeing skirt and see souls. <laughs> the girl is a fair girl. And so what? Where is she going? Where is she going? Where is she going? Are you here? Are you sure? We need same vision. Say same vision. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, the verse 36 says, it says, when Jesus saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. The vision of compassion. Next to the attack on you. Moved with compassion. He was moved. The same vision is moved. You are moved. What is happening to these people? Why are they looking destitute? Why are they looking lost? We are moved. Lord, we are moved. Lord, they are moved. Yesterday, over 35 to 40,000 youth failed independence. Yeah. And, and I heard people came for five hours and they were waiting there. Let the church, eh? let the church do something like that. They'll say unproductive. Youth are wasting their time. But this is entertainment. It's part of society. They need to relax. These are university students who have finished their exam. They want to chill off. The day anybody will lift his voice to say that day, me, I have photographic memory. I can remember every statement you make like that, and I'll use it as my defense. My mother once told me, say, men, your law. <laughs> I'll quote this same example, because in law, you quote cases. So the judgment you pass in a similar case is viable in another case. So the way you say people can meet four hours for a song that does not edify, but sensualizes you. Eh, <laughs> sensualize. Your feelings will come alive. In say, that's the one people wait four hours, five hours to the meeting. But people have a problem that we're having a crusade. And people were there at 8 a.m. Don't they have anywhere to go? Blah, blah, blah. They'll insult us. And Christians will join. Christians, because it's not your church. Same vision. It's not your church, that's why. But you've forgotten that if they come for James, they are coming for you. That means that if you don't rebuke it, the day you do yours, they will talk about you too. I don't care what man of God has slept with you. 
It's not my job to publicize it. There are journalists to do that. <laughs> Unless you went to GGA or GIG and you have learned journalism, then you can add the two. But I didn't learn journalism. So if you say, you have a certain man of God, go, 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 go. press somebody in the office, oh, 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 oh. it ends at my hearing. It will not even enter my brain to meditate on it. Because there's a chance that the moment I see a nice boy and a nice sister working together, they are pressing each other. Do you know what has happened to me? So the moment you meet a man of God, the way he's looking at you, you are wondering. Why? You processed a news you heard. If you hear it, it dies. Paul said, these things are not worthy to think upon. I will not even think on it before it eats me up. And the painful thing is that Paul says, if we mention it, the moment I mention it, it becomes something that we have to deal with. Go to a nature that they say, hey, you mind, yo, say no. The pregnancies that have been killed. Hey, mind, yeah. Then they'll do this, then they'll say, it's a single thing. I'm not saying it's not bad, but Paul says such things. If we keep mentioning it, we are giving life to it. Life is coming. It is part. Anything, words are not free. And they never die. And whatsoever a prophet says, it comes to pass. Even if it is negative. It has, that's why a prophet must not say, I see you are about to die. Pray hard. You will die. You know why? Because what the prophet said, that I do. That's why when we see that you are dying, we say we lift death off your head. Even if it will happen, we lift it off your head so that peradventure we can enter the heavenlies and change some gears. Moved with compassion. Same vision. Say same vision. Number two, the moment is same vision. It's easy to have same direction. We know where the souls are. We know where, why now if I tell people that let's go to secondary school, I'm like, for what? But that's where the soul is. You know why? Right now, there are people, they are in America, the, the, the Montezor, the, I said Montezor, the crutch, the first graders and second graders, they have in their textbooks and they have Satan club. They have Satan club, club for witches for five and six year olds. Go on the internet right now. Almost every cartoon has a gay character in it now. Yet we are saying, we, oh no, the children, what? Huh? That's why if it was, I let the children stay in main service. Because you see, I'm not saying our fathers did wrong. I'm saying where we are, they need to be here. The level we are at, even if we get a room for them, their message will be playing there. You know why? Almost every Sunday school teacher I've spoken to has grown cold. Because whilst they are lifting the children they are not hearing what the main church is teaching. So by the time you realize, you have turned Sunday school into a crutch. You are teaching what they learn in school, not what they should learn from church. Because you are giving them the same ABC. It's not church you learn. It's not church you learn ABC. Montessori will do that. So because of that, you see that a child will be speaking in tongues at five. You say, well, he doesn't know what he's doing. So stop him. Then you don't know what you did. You shut the child up. And for 20 years, the child does not believe he can speak in tongues. I know people like that. I've dealt with them before. Speaking in tongues, oh, I used to speak, but my teacher said it was, I was not right, ready. And they stopped you. Because the teacher now is not spiritual. Or no uncut tongues. So he doesn't believe a child can speak in tongues. All our children here, to the glory of God, when we start praying, they are smiling. They can stay throughout all night. 
This one. All of them checked it. When you start praying, all of them, they don't know what you are doing, but I allow them. Why? It is better to mimic this than to mimic uh, Azunto. You have not, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You have not come home, eh? And you see that your daughter is doing Atumpa to, to, to her son. You're like, hey, six years. <laughs> you can see it on the internet. You see a small girl dancing some sexual dance. Six years at this stage. Then when you become 10, what will we do? Then by 12, we'll be two. You'll be flying. At this age, you know how to do this. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, what I want to bring your mind to is very important fishers of men. And the, uh, the way to achieve their similar strength, the way to achieve vision, the way to achieve similar passion and direction is by one thing the principle of discipleship. The principle of discipleship. Why is discipleship important? I'll show you a very powerful statistics. Now, we're going to do some math. Why not Who has a chemical, a, a basic chemical? Who has a calculator, scientific calculator? Uh -huh, we can do something. <laughs> okay. Now, let's take a certain chart. I, I wish I had done the chart to send to the team, but probably next week we'll do it. Please, I'll send you a picture of the chart, okay? Uh -huh. Let's take a chart. Let's take an evangelist and his commodity is souls. Let's take a pastor. His commodity is members. And let's take a disciple maker. His commodity is disciples. Three, three personalities. Number one, or year one, the soul winner, which is the evangelist, wins 365,000 souls a year. So year one, the evangelist starts. God is faithful to him. He gets 365,000 souls. 1,000 souls a day. Number two, the pastor. God blesses him yearly with 1,000 members. But the disciple, the disciple maker, God blesses him with one disciple per year. I'll show you something. In the second year, you are going to get 730,000 souls for the evangelist. You'll get 2,000 members for the pastor, two disciples for year two. Now in year three, the two disciples will also win their own disciples. So they'll become four. That means that you are moving to the exponent of two. So two raised to the power two when you have started. So every year, two raised to the power n. Mm -hmm. If you start from one, two works. So one releases one, two. Uh -huh. Exponential equations. <laughs> yeah, like prophets, 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 media, that place I didn't learn. SSE, you said. I saw possible she said, not me. <laughs> you jump, you need it in your life. Anything you don't learn, learn it will, you meet it again. <laughs> There's a reason. Hallelujah. Are we here? So follow the mass. So imagine that you put exponentially N or B in the number of years. But we can't put 34 at N because N is year two for discipleship maker. So at the... Oh, oh yeah, mass. So after 34 years... You have 34,000 so, uh, members for the pastor. You have 12,410,000 souls for the evangelist. Is 12 million not beautiful? But somebody should raise 
two to the power 33 and give me the answer. Two raised to the power 33. What is it? But all your master, yeah, on your master, just that smile and wave. Those who did theory, history, counting, watching, storytelling, just smile. Don't worry yourself. Is what? Are we together? So, it's correct. Don't do no, 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 no. If you did it, what did you do, mass? You are still calculating. These people couldn't do brilliant science and math quiz. Let me listen to you. Are brilliant science and math quiz. Eight, eight point four what? So eight point five eight billion souls, disciples, will be made after thirty four years. It's slow, but it is very effective. The world is not yet up to this population. That means if I do one disciple a day, a year, after 34 years, in my 70s, everybody in the world will be my disciple. This is what Paul and Apostle and Peter and Adoniram, Judson Adoniram, and uh, what do you call it? Yes, the, the fathers, William Carey, that's what Paul used so that the Bible says in two years he had evangelized the whole Asia. How do you evangelize the whole as a single man? He used Sopater, Trophimus, Epaphras, Silas, eight guys, and they two went to win. So when Epaphras started Colossae, he left Colossae, went to start Laodicea. So he starts it, but when he finished Colossae, he built the church in Philemon's house. Then Archippus became the pastor. So without even effort, a family is the disciple. Then Archippus is also said to Archippus, Colossians 4.17, that he takes heed to the ministry. He has his, so Archippus will also have disciples. So the discipleship chain is spreading. When Paul is just focusing on eight, the others are focusing. So without Paul moving, Colossae was founded. So he said, I wish and I have the same heart with them that are in Colossae and Laodicea, Colossians chapter 2, that though in the flesh they have not yet seen me. In our, it means Colossians were partnering after Paul. And Paul even wrote them a letter and he had never seen their face before. That's the power of discipleship. You can disciple people you will never see, but they are following your patterns. That's why when Jesus came, he focused on 12. He didn't focus on 70,000. The generation we are in is looking for swellings, not growing. You want two years, you have 30,000 members. It's a swelling. You know why? Because the, the evangelists will lose some of the souls. Because they are not trained. They need to break. The drag net is a discipleship net, not an evangelism net. The pastor will lose members to backsliding and all sorts of things. Because you can pastor people by not discipling them. It's two different things. They have never seen Paul in the flesh before, but they are Paul's disciples. Eight billion people after 34 years. It's slow by it is sure. That's why you see in Ephesus saying, I'm not rushing. You see us like this. It's a matter of time. By the time the least of us is at the minimum strength God requires, one person will handle a thousand. Because in 2019, that was a prophecy. He said, one of them is a thousand. It's a prophetic way. One of you are thousands. Yesterday, there are some people. Uh, they, some people wore tag. Yeah. Uh, you wore it. They wear the women. Sarah, they wore it. Pastor Sarah, Pastor Penn. They all wore pastor tags. Madeline, Pastor Madeline. 
Pastor Doc, hey, hey, Nina. They all were pastor tag. They were putting it in the back. Say, where the tag? Shadowing, come alive. Where the tag? Where the tag? Pastor Morina. They were all wearing tags. I'm saying it online so nobody can hide. They are pastors. Pastor, where the tag? Because one of them, one, very soon, one of them is a thousand. They'll handle things. Do you understand? But it is building. Otherwise, you see, we will be the same people breaking the net. We'll be the same people breaking the net. Hallelujah. Are you here? Have you seen this very powerful thing? Yeah. Go and research about it. It's a CDM. Pastor, uh, Apostle GFK Mensa. That's his mathematical. You sent it in. Yeah, put, 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 if you can. The team is winning. One vision. How can you be pulling and say, we are pulling? <laughs> Hallelujah. So find it. You'll see it. It's a very powerful chart. Billions of souls are one. Not just one disciple. Do you know that it means that in that day, everyone in the position of power is a disciple. You can pick a call and call the president of America and say, hey, hey, that policy doesn't work. According to John chapter 6, after two weeks, you call him, join the link. Were you there online? I was looking for you. Were not. Yeah, you are my disciple. I can call you at any time. I don't need protocol. And because you are a disciple, you realize that this man does not need your money. I don't need your jeep. There is a salvation for nations that are beyond what you can give me. That day is when the chief of parliament, speaker of parliament is a member of your church. And he's not just a member. He's discipled. And you know in that beauty of that assignment. The problem with many Christians in government today is, today is that they are Daniels. They wear the crown of Daniel, but they don't have the spirit of Daniel. The crown of Daniel means you're alone. And everybody around you is against you. But they think because they are Christians and they are in power, everybody likes them. They don't know. You're in a devilish system. That's why you shouldn't be happy you are going to parliament alone. You should pray for a conglomerate of Christian brothers. 20 of you, join your forces together. If anything at all, 15 of us should be in parliament. So that when the devils gang up, 15 of us too can gang up. One vision. They made prayer. Oh, the number is there. Ah, on the 40 years. Over 500 and something billion. 549 billion in 40 years of discipleship. It's painstaking, but it is accurate. And it's not a very complex work. Toyo, it means that if this year we finish, next year I'll tell you, find one person, new person, not an old person, new person. Win him to the Lord and disciple. 12 months, everywhere you go, everything you pray, they follow. After that, tell them that now you are grown. Go and find another person. Then you two add yours a new person. So this person is leading someone else. When he is in difficulty, he'll contact you. And you'll find a new person you are starting afresh with. Tell me where anybody will give up on God. That's why I like certain ministries which are pattern houses. They don't just win you, they disciple you. Every church you see growing well and has consistently been on the top of the growing list means they are not just winning souls, they are discipling. In Ghana, we have Bishop Gag. Pentecost. You have different churches in Ghana. 
Discipleship. So they are not just opening branches and swelling people. When you meet them, can I show you when, how discipleship looks like? I'll show you something. When you, when you talk to a disciple, you know this one, he has passed through a system. That's why when you show up somewhere and you are acting a certain way, you, we all go to church, but another Christian will ask you, who is your pastor? Because the way you are doing things, ah, somebody is training you differently. Who is your pastor? You don't talk like us. So when we enter proof of prop, oh, I will show you this thing. Where must I move? It's not time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we here? So disciples being raised every year. Disciples being raised every year. I'm telling you something not because I want to preach to you. When you hear me talk like this, get ready for 2023. Everybody here will have a soul they are in charge of. You know what that thing does? It prevents foolery. Mm. You think some of us, we can't wear certain things? Can see me. I'm wearing tattered jeans. Then I'm wearing Tim's. Then I'm wearing a big shirt and my shirt is open with chain. It's not a sin. But it might be too heavy for somebody who has to transition into the verities of the spirit. It might be too heavy. Especially in our cultural setup. That's not a sin. That's why sometimes we do dress down service. Then once in a while we show you that uh, we too can dress. Ebanakata <laughs> diake champion. Kaubu Jesus blinks, not diamond. Charing back, you say hello. Hi. Yeah. Gayo. It might not help somebody's mind. So sometimes you have to posture in a neutral posture. If it's suit, suit. If it's dressed down, anything that is appropriate for the theme of the service, you stick to it. Amen. Because some people, they are waiting for you to say, oh, God looks at the heart and not the outside. I will show you something. Ah, that's it. Discipleship. One becomes two. Because this one is the same person here. Another has joined him. Now in the same next year, this person has also knew two people. Because this one is the same person. Another person has joined. This one too. So do you know what is happening? This one is connected, 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 connected. And that's how it's increasing. So sometimes in three years, there are only five people in your church. But if you have the mind of discipleship, you're not interested in plenty of people. Because sometimes, eh, when you want to build patterns, you don't need a crowd. Can I tell you something? It's not that I can't minister the prophetic. Or I don't want to minister the prophetic. God told me, if you do prophetic show and overemphasize the prophetic when I've not permitted it. I used when I've not permitted it. So don't send me a text. When I've not permitted it, it means that. By the time you realize, people are in church because of a quick fix. That the prophet will tell me things. You'll be flooded with people. But they are not being discipled. And if you are in Ephesus also, hear me. It's not that you can't travel. I have a daughter who is in the U.S. right now. First attempt, she called me said, Daddy, should I go? I said, the Lord is with you. He said, go. He said, Daddy, I'm going for an interview. I said, I've opened the door. Go. She went. She said, they gave her the visa. He said, Daddy, I'm shocked. I said, why? 
He said, my first attempt of trying, I go five years. Multiple entry. I said, yes. Because it's time to go. So it's not that some of you can't go to America. It's not some of you can't go to UK. It's not, it's not that. You just need to understand that there are parameters when you are being builded. That means that in your building process, if where you are going will reverse God's work in you, he will stop you. They don't need fame in here. You have not, you, you've not been given fame before that you are confused as to what to do. Yeah. There's a level like that. Anybody wants your lama? Hmm? I told the young pastors here, I told them, like, listen, where we are going, women will meet you. And I dare you women, some kind of, not all women, but some kind of women, what they hate is that you have power and money. That you tell people, rise to your feet, and everybody obeys you. Hey! Feelings has come. Hey. You can control people. Oh, my God. The feet, like, ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And you too, you have women problem. You understand? That's why we always say that, eh? When you are becoming famous, there are three temptations you will fight. Money, fame, and women. Your fame will expose one of the weaknesses. And you have to kill it early. <laughs> yes, those who are at this thing, they understand the power of, yes. Hallelujah. Matthew 28, quickly. Matthew 28, verse 19, 20. He says that, go ye therefore into the world and teach. The word teach is not a typical word for teach. Usually the word teach in the Bible is didascalos. That's to explain, to expound. Galatians 5, Galatians 6, sorry, 5 and 6 says, Galatians 6, 5 and 6 says that, uh -huh. Every man should bear his own burden, verse 6. Now, let him that is taught. The word thought here is not didascalous. It's the word catechal, which means let him that is indoctrinated. So the person that you sow seeds into the most is your indoctrinator. Do you know what that means? Anyone who is giving you a mindset and making the way you think produce results, these are the people who deserve your seed the most. This generation likes to sow to superstars and not the person who has helped them to think right. You see, that's the person, because you see, the person has made you change the way you talk. The person has made you have a different experience of life. Because of that work, you are getting good results. He said, that's the person you communicate good things to. Amen. Amen. No, you need to be, because I'm telling you, I'm not saying don't sow to other men of God. I tell you all the time. If you check the chart of the people I sow into, my father is number one. Every other man of God is second, third, fourth, according to. But he is number one because everything I teach you, everything I know, he made me noticed. He made me required. He made me relevant. So I, I cannot switch the equation. Bible says the moment I do that, verse 7, I've mocked God. Verse 7, I've mocked God. And the word mock is to hoot at God. It means the day I'm in trouble, I will... And the way God woods at you is, is the same as Proverbs chapter 1. He said, wisdom calleth. But you hearken not to him. He said, in the day you are in trouble, wisdom will also respond. So people are sowing and mocking God means, God saying, the person is laboring. He says, they that labor both in word and doctrine are worthy of double money. 
1 Timothy 5.17. I'm not preaching this because I want your money. I hope we are past that stage. Okay. So they are worthy of double honor. The Hebrew, the Greek says double of, worthy of double money. And he's saying the reason because they've given you mindset. It's because of them when devils show up, you know what to do. You know what button to press. You are, un, you are not understood. One of my daughters told me, he said, Daddy, the things you were teaching us during lockdown, it didn't make us afraid. He said, when people are afraid of lockdown, corona, we were cool. I never for once intimated any corona issue over here. Even if it wasn't for the fact that they were blocking us and hotels were not ready to accept us. We were still meeting. Huh? Those who could make it, we made it and we had our meetings. Because God himself is putting ourselves in a certain way. Because of course, they said that if you can't meet, a certain number of people can meet together in a place. Okay, uh-huh. so don't worry. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what was happening is that people were thinking a certain way even in the time of darkness. And they were not afraid. Why? It is mindset that was given to you. Mindset that was given to you. Mindset. Today, a lot of you have defense mechanisms you don't even know is there. When trouble comes, you know you are not afraid because... You are not finished. You, are, you, have, you have taught a certain way. You are not done. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. This time here. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so the word here, go back to uh, Matthew 28 verse 19. The word teach here is the word Matthew, which means to say uh, to disciple all nations. He has called us to disciple all nations, to be a disciple maker of the nations. And this is what Jesus was saying when he was ascending. Do you know in the Bible, eh, the word Christian is used four times. The word Christian is used four times. But the word disciple is used more than 250 times. God expects you to be more of a disciple than a Christian. Because Christian can put you in a religious state of no discipline. But to be called a disciple is actually how God references to you. You are his disciple, not a Christian. You are not his Christians. You are his disciple. You won't like it, but I'm telling you the truth. Hallelujah. So who then is a fisher or a disciple maker? Who then? Because remember, the fishers of men are disciple makers. Fishers of men. They are disciple makers. Say mathesis. Now, mathesis is where you get the word mathematics from. Mathematics. Mathematics is simply um, solving problems with a formula. Mathesis means following by a formula. So, you can be a follower, but not necessarily a disciple. When you follow by your terms, it's not discipleship. You have to follow by a formula. I'll show you a secret today. In all our following yourself, people follow men physically, but people don't follow men in their lifestyle. So you find that some people are followers, but they have a different life from the person they call their pastor or man of God. So they are followers, not disciples. Because in discipleship, you must follow lifestyle. And the way to follow lifestyle is to know it. So Paul said in, you know, 2 Timothy 3, 1 Timothy 3 verse 10, you know, I think 2 Timothy 3, yes. 2 Timothy 3, 10. Go there for me. What did I say? First. 
Oh, no, he's here. Good. He said, but thou hast fully known my doctrine. So knowing the doctrine is what I'm preaching now. But to know the manner of life, you need to be personal with me. You need to have conversations with me. And conversations not asking questions. Because asking questions is always reducing knowledge to what you require. But conversation is allowing a man to talk to you. To say beyond what you require. To the place where the day you require that kind of knowledge, he has already expressed it in a conversation. So if you don't confess with your disciple, there are things you'll be making mistakes on. If you had only had a conversation earlier, you know this one couldn't have been a problem. That's why sometimes we tell you that let us know what is going on in your life. It's not because we want to rule your life, but there's conversation. We can tell you from experience. We can tell you from the people we have chatted with that this thing you are doing here, we have seen some before. This is how the road leads to damnation. Quit. Purpose. Without manner of life, you can't understand purpose. You will think Ephesus is a, we are trying to, we are not trying to do church. It's not about that. There's a purpose to this. Raising people who will be positioned in the end time army of God. Raising people where in the day they need an MP who is Holy Ghost filled, they'll be in Ephesus church. So we are not just doing church as usual. Purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity. So you will see how I've suffered certain things. And my posture in the sufferings. Then you are becoming a disciple. We are talking about disciples. So there is no discipleship without proximity. Every discipleship that is distant is mentorship. So you ask somebody who is your father? I'm Bishop Oedipo. He doesn't even know he exists. He can never be your father. There is no discipleship without proximity. And if you are a disciple, your disciple must know you. So let's be wise and know how we define things. If I know a man of God and he blesses me, he's an instructor, not a father. We use father in that generic sense. Powerful. But father in the real sense, he must know I exist. He must look at my face and say, that thing you are doing is wrong. Stop it. That's when I've entered discipleship. Are we together? So I follow after a formula. I follow after a formula. Because there's coming a day where that formula will speak for me. In fact, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, go there. He says, now Christ, after he had died for us, left for us what? Suffered for us, left for us an example. The word example here is the word hypogrammos. And the word hypogrammos is the word for underwriting or first copywriting. So you see that book we had, my first copy book. That is the work of the hypogrammos. So what do I mean by that? It means that if I took some of you didn't, you were drawing, you were drawing cockroaches, you were drawing pencil sticks, big one, coloco head, one ear in that paper. You didn't take it serious. There are some people today took it serious. They were drawing in the A. They were adding the dashes of the A. So as time went on, they practiced the way the thing should write. Do you know what has happened? Today, all your handwritings. It's a product of how you took my first copy book. That means that in the day your children are also born, have you noticed most of the times your handwriting looks like your father's hand? Leave it for your studies teacher to teach your children because you spoil. <laughs> That's a joke. Anyways, hallelujah. So there is example, first copy, how the A is written. In the stroke, they hold your hand, they move in the same direction. That's how hippogrammos is. That's how hippogrammos is. 
That's how he goes. The same footsteps. It's an educational system. Same footsteps. Know the manner of life. You hear your father's praise. Learn to pray. Of course, it might not be the same volume. It might not be, you can't start, oh, you are come to breathe 15 hours, you will die. <laughs> at least, you know you pray only two minutes a day or five minutes a day. Or you don't pray some days at all. Start with a certain number of minutes. So you hear that your pastor prays three hours every day. Okay, I can't, I can't start like that. So Lord, how much can I do a day? God said 10 minutes. Lord, keep, give me grace to keep it. So as I do 10, 10, 10. You, can I tell you something? The beauty of growth is over and superseding to the beauty of swelling. Many of us are not growing, we are swelling. And swelling means that we are showing what we don't have substance for. Because the day you bust a boil, you realize there's no flesh in it, it's pus. But if it is a growth, when you bust it, you realize it's a muscle, you can't bust it. When you puncture it, blood comes out, it's not pus. Because it's part of the body. That's why even things we call tumor and the rest. Because it's a growth, not a swelling. When you pierce it, it's not pass. Blood comes out. It's something else. A lot of us are like that. Oh, daddy, I've prayed for hours. That's beautiful. But two weeks after, do you keep praying the four hours? You want to impress. Anytime there's an energy to impress, you are in swelling. You are not in growth. Because when you are growing, growth is so natural. You don't have to talk. Your experience and manifestation talks for you. When a child wants to impress daddy, hey daddy, see I've grown tall. See I've grown well. One time. But when, it, when you are growing tall, because it's growth, you don't even talk about it. Hey, you have become tall. Though. They talk about it and you don't even realize it yourself. Am I helping somebody today? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So very importantly, moving in the same steps. There are books we will mention to you. Go and find it. There's some of you who've mentioned books in person. You've never. And around three, having a wisdom, right? You've, and you call yourself a prophet. You dream a lot. Go and read such books. So you can understand, that, ah, how come my father always has a certain explanation to dreams? That is not off and mystical. There are a man's life is head in his stories. So when we mention books, not that's how I make my notes. Oh. I'm preaching, Papa will mention, ah, um, this, or I'm listening to Bishop Edipo, He, I have that his book, Purpose of Pentacles, how that he had this 18-hour encounter. I have bought those books. God has not let me read it yet. I said, Lord, give me the grace. He said, the day you read it, you have his encounter. That's, I, so even if it's not time to read it, because some books when you open, you realize you're not, you're not ready. It's too high. <laughs> it's too hard. So there are some books. When, you know what I do? I buy the book and I give it to my father. That daddy read it. When you digest it, you teach it. When you teach it, I can now understand. Then I start in my own growth. A day will come. I also have capacity to see what you saw when you read that book. This is our life of Christ. It's eternal. The flesh is just where we express it. But it's eternal in heaven. No wonder Paul said there is a body waiting for us. A habitation. Eternal in the heavens. So rushing here will give you inconsistent results there. Take your time. Let God work on you. You know yourself. You can't marry now. 
It's not your friends are married. You know, you don't know how to cook. Hot water, you burn it. Oh, prayer, yeah, dang. Anna, that's it. You can't even do tea. 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 Tea leaf. Something happens to tea leaf. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's Lord. Hallelujah. It's the time. No, give me. They are late. Uh -huh. I knew they will be late. Sometimes when you go for these things, they will be late. And you come and sit there one hour. You say, I wish I was in church. So please, if I need one hour more, I have one hour more. <laughs> How many minutes? So the time I would have preached, I have 40 minutes after. So I'll, me, I'll preach after nine. Eight something. Okay, so let me keep preaching. So give me the time well. Hallelujah. So discipleship is spiritual parenting. It's spiritual parenting. How you parent people spiritually is by discipleship. Paul said, I was amongst you as a nourishing and cherishing mother. So we nourish by feeding. We cherish by tender, loving care. There's a kind of care we give in discipleship. So he said to Peter, love us thou me, feed my sheep. Lovest thou me, tend to, he said, feed my lambs, John 21, then tend, tend to my lambs. You see, tend, feed. So, tend is the tender loving care. It's where you get the word tender, tend. Are we there? Lovest me, he said, I feed my lambs. Next one, next verse. Uh-huh, next one. He says, lovest thou me, what? Feed my lambs. And I told you that the word is bosco, poamen, uh, poamen, bosco, poamen. So, to, to, to tend is a care. You feed lambs and you tend to them. What do you tend? The way the lamb has gone into um, some thicket and the, the thorns are on it. You pull the thorns out of the lamb's woo. That is tend. Breakups, poisonous foods. You pull it out of That's tend. Hmm? You tend. Maybe I walk on a net. It's tending. Tending. One of the people I've realized in life is that some people, they are not sheep, they are goats. Yeah, they are goats. Have you seen a goat before? Oh my God. Sheep can be led. You can't lead goat. Have you ever seen a herd of goats before? Goats can't cluster. They are already rebels. The only time you see a male and female goat together, somebody's on it. Goat! They are somewhere crap. And when you tie, you tie a sheep to the neck, the sheep will follow you. Goat. The day you tie, so you check it. They don't put sheep on shoulder. It is Jesus. Where the, in fact, if you read the story well, the sheep was in a pit. So actually, the story implies that the sheep had broken the leg. That's why he put him on the shoulders to repair, tend. That's how to tend to sheep. But goats, you can't move. Like you move goat like Skippy. You know when you tie your dog, he will follow you. You can't do that to God. The moment God feels rope, you, you, he is not going that you will lead God. Ah. He won't go. So every time you see God moving, they've tied him <laughs> by their legs and they are carrying a goat. They don't, you can't. You can't drive sheep in the head. But goats, they have their own mind. So some members, they are not sheep, they are goats. They have their own. Look, you will love them, you will preach to them, you will tell them everything, but they have their own mind. 
You have, don't be a goat. Tell your neighbor, don't be a goat. Be an ewe. Tell your neighbor, be an ewe. Hallelujah. If you don't know what an ewe is, Google it. If you don't know an ewe, just Google it. E-W-E. You'll see what an ewe is. It's a female sheep. Hallelujah. Praise God. Please don't put it in context. I have not said ewe are sheep. Amen? Fo, forgive. Wherever talk base, forgive me. Before you press buttons wherever you are. Hallelujah. I said, <laughs> it's a joke if you don't know. Somebody was preaching and the pastor said that and then there was dying. There was an ew in the ticket. I don't know why he didn't say ram. He said ew. I said ew. I said I've been was in the bush. Hallelujah. Amen. So very important. Very important. I want to show you the goal of discipleship and understanding the signs of maturity that leads to what shows that you're a disciple to. Huh. Very important. E.W. Keon said something and he said that if the way we take care of our spiritual, our fiscal babies is the way we take care of our spiritual convicts, then there will not be a human being on earth again. You see the way you take care of your spiritual Sheep, your new converts. If that's how you take off fiscal babies, all babies will die. Because so, let me tell you, hey, hey, listen, you cannot leave a newborn baby for a minute. You can't. In fact, there's something about their psychology that said that as long as you leave the room, the baby will cry. They need to sleep in your presence. That's the only time you can squeeze away. When they wake up and you are not there, you will be shocked. That's what we do to our spiritual converts. When you win a soul, the next day, check on the soul, morning, afternoon, evening, for at least a month. That's why you need to be strong before you get feelings. Because somebody will say, oh, Lord, I am saving, I'm saving the soul for you, but the body is for your son, oh, Lord. <laughs> you say, brothers, instead of winning souls, they are falling in love. You are, stop that. Jesus needs souls. Not all souls are your wife. Not all souls are your husbands. Destroy that concept. Amen. Are we here? Are you sure? Are you here? Are you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. So you need to be strong emotionally. You need to be strong physically. So when you're winning souls, you are focused. You are focused. The girl is pretty. You are talking to her every day. That's not mean you fall in love. Can I tell you something? I'll, I'll get there. When you are discipling somebody, there is no call that is agile. You catch useless feelings when the calls are uselessly done. That means that when you call for fun, there's no one to talk to. That's why you are calling. You are attaching calls. You are bored. There's nothing to do. You are the person who came to my, hi, what's up? You are pulling cords. There will be bonding. So you should know where the sheep stands. Hello, how are you? Hi. <laughs> I hope you're fine today. Okay. What's your Bible study this morning? Oh, Pastor, I've not done my. Oh, read it. Read this verse. When you're done, get back to me. Then I'll call back. So there's discussion that is directed. Amen. Amen. Because you see, you, that you are winning the soul and converting the body, it will be your own problem soon. 
You know why? The moment you truncate the process of salvation, you didn't let God finish the person. Their confusion and foolishness is still there. It's not finished. When you did them, they will show you. Let God finish his work. If there's anything I can even say in all humility, I had to have the Holy Ghost. The same way you can't date a work colleague. If it is possible, don't date a new convert. Allow them to develop. Because they don't even understand love. And chances are that if you let them love you when they've not yet developed, the day they love you and they are developing in the time they finish loving you, you will realize they don't want you. Because they've grown out realizing you are not the one they like. It's because of a vulnerable state, B, that we got bonded. But I don't really like you like that. Then we are back to square one. One, one, two. So a lot of you here, you hurt yourself for nothing. It was not God who was wicked. Let wisdom direct. Oh, let wisdom direct. Let wisdom direct. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, am I preaching? <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, we are together, right? Yeah, yeah. So very important that you understand that it's diaper work. We need to take care of these souls. Why is the goal of this? Colossians 1, 26, 27. The goal of, of discipleship. The goal of discipleship. Goal of discipleship. Goal of the, it says, the, it says even the mystery which had been hidden ages past from generations, but is now manifest unto us, his saints. Colon. To whom God will make known what is the mystery of, so, of the Gentiles, you know, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colon again. Next. Whom we preach. Warning every man. And teaching every man in all wisdom that we may. 29, by what means, where unto. So he said, for this reason, all my labor, all my Christian effort is so that I can present men. <laughs> because it's in colon. It means that we are continuing the sentence. This is the end of the sentence. 28, he said, whom we preach. Warning every man that we present every man what? Perfect. The, the Greek word perfect here in the English actually means mature. Ephesians 4. What are you saying? Verse number 13. Yes, good. Till we all come. Ephesians 4, 13. The unity of the faith, the knowledge of the, So all these are similarities or synonyms. Unity of the faith is the same as the knowledge of the Son of God and is the same as the perfect man is the same as the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. These are just synonyms, but they are in different expressions. When do we do that? When we do that, you understand the perfect man's expression versus the knowledge of the Son of God's expression. All these are like a rubrics box or cube. Who named rubrics? Who doesn't know rubrics? Okay. You know that thing that's like blue, 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 green, green, green. You mix, mix it. That, did you know it? You didn't know it. Okay, good. So that's the rubrics cube. So... It's rubric. So the red part is faith, unity of the faith. The blue part is knowledge of the sun. So the various colors is the same cube, but it's different aspects of the same thing. All right. Next, verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine and the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. That tells you that there's something going on here scripturally that implies that the moment you are dealing with a childhood phase, every wind of doctrine moves you. You are not sure of the doctrine God has given you. You want a new one. That tells you something is going on with you. Prayer come to prayer come. Prophet to prophet. 
likelihood that you enter the slight of men and the cunning craftiness that waits in deceit. Verse 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So every maturity is to prevent, present every man matured as Christ. That means that maturity is that in the day I speak, what I said was exactly what Jesus would say. What I thought was exactly what Jesus would think. That is maturity. Maturity is not the display of power. Maturity is not the, the sweetness of my voice. Maturity is not the, the size of my church. Maturity is that when you stand in front of the man, how much of Jesus is coming out of him, then you can say that is maturity. And can I tell you, maturity will be tested in the day of adversity. Maturity is never tested in days of... You see a matured man in stress. How will be your response and what will be your response? So anytime you are under stress and you are breaking down, the Bible says your strength was small. Gather your loins and increase your strength again. That's the goal of, of discipleship. Say, we will be matured in the name of Jesus. We will be matured in the name of Jesus. So it means God intends that on that day, every Christian child of God will look like Jesus. In action, in thought, in speech, in appearance. That is the day the knowledge of the Lord shall flood and cover the earth like the waters of the sea. It is in that day when the enemy shows up. He can't tell who is Jesus till Judas kisses him. Because all of us look like him. It is that day that Bible says he will present unto himself a church without spot or wrinkle and with no such blemish so that angels, principalities, and demons cannot blame the church because there's no such thing to blame you of. There is no record to be blamed for. That's the day we are talking about. Maturity. It's the goal why we are here. But the second thing is this. That this matured person has been discipled to be a discipler. It means that if I have not come to the parameters by which I have gotten to this stage, how can I pass it on in raising another? Next week, probably, I'll touch on who a disciple will be. The reason I said to you, without proximity, discipleship is impossible. And the reason many people don't want to make their disciples proximate to them is because there are things they are afraid people will see and realize they are faking it. So in discipleship making, there's something called availability. It takes a lot to let people stay with you that are not your relation. Because everything you say, they are watching it. Your attitude takes a lot. So I have two people stay with me. Everything I say and I say I believe, they are watching. How I treat my wife, they are watching it. They see. If I'm faking it, they'll tell you. I'm faking it. Prophet is a lie. He's not what he says he is. That's why a lot of us don't want to disciple people. Because the guise of I am private is the fear that somebody will see a sin you've not dealt with. You're still dealing with something. You don't want anybody to see it. So don't come to my house. I don't like those things. Sometimes the root of it is this. There are some things you've not finished dealing with. You still get angry. You still hate people. So you don't want people to be too close because they'll discover it. Tell anybody, we are quiet. <laughs> Touch their temp body. Are they hot? If they are too hot. Ah, your temperature is rising. My God. 
check their temperature. It's too is you are heating up. What is going on? <laughs> I just remember the certain old particles of to to no mom here. <laughs> Some things must live your life. Amen. Amen. Because you see, there are three main stages. That many stages, three main stages by Ken Hagen of in his speaks of childhood stage, the adulthood or youth stage, and the matured or adulthood stage. But Bible has about seven of them. Of course, because of the words that were used. The word, first one is breath force. First two, first Peter 2, 2, it says, as newborn babes, desire. Newborn babes, newly born. New, so the fresh comfort is called breath force. The baby that is born one day to one week is breath force. Breath force. <laughs> as newly born, desire. The sincere milk of the word that he may grow thereby. Fresh, freshly born. So every new convert has this stage. Then after a week, they enter a stage called the nepios. The nepios is from two words, ne pios. Pios means to speak, pay, to speak. Ne is not or never. So nepios means not speaking or unable to speak well. Unable to speak well. And that's what Paul said in Ephesians 4 verse 14. That we be no more children. We be no more nepios. We be no more people who don't know how to speak well. If you want to understand the speaking well maturity process, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the verse number 9, he says, when he that is perfect is come. Uh-huh, we pause in part, verse 10. When he that is perfect is come, that we shall, what? Then that which is part shall be put away. Verse 11. When I was nepios, I spake as nepios. And what is the problem of nepios? He's understanding and thinking before, after he has spoken. I speak before I understood, before I thought. But when I matured, I threw away my fault in speech and I reversed the equation. I think about what I'm come to say. Then I understand the consequences of what I'm about to say before it comes out of my mouth. That's why James said, see it a man who is pure and perfect in his ways. He is he that has bridled his tongue. There are no errors in a man who is matured in the things he says. It means by the time he's speaking, he can back everything he's saying by the energies of God and by the fluency of the scriptures. Those people don't use words by mistake. They are not careless. Everything they say is articulated by thought, understanding, before it comes out. So I can measure your maturity in the way you use words. So truth be told, but the shocking thing about it also is this, that so somebody say, hey, so this is why I'm in my Christian life. <laughs> but it's also used metaphorically, meaning that some people are not spiritually at this level. They are past this level into Pidon, Technon, and the others that will come up. But metaphorically means that they've not been trained on thought and unskilled. So the moment you are born again and you are still struggling with how you talk, it is a protocol that indicates lack of training. That's why when a person grows up and he talks anyhow, you say they lack home. So they are grown, but they don't talk well. It means someone didn't train them how to use their mouth. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, well, train up a child in the way he should go. The Hebrew word go is the word pay. Train up a child in the way of the use of his mouth. 
So all the parents here, listen to me. Any child that says, I can't, tell them you can. Tell them what? You can. You know, there's a way to train children. Very easy. But we, 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 are, we are amazed and must by what we have received from our parents. So when a child comes and is running to you, you see the children when they are coming to Many times I come to preach. And the children run to me at the entrance. They want to hug me. I give them high five. Hi. Let me finish preaching. We'll talk. I'm not talking to them as babies. That, hey, hey, no. Let me finish preaching. We'll talk. Okay? I say, when they nod their head, they got me. Then I come and hold the mic. Sometimes I'm preaching and they're coming to me. I don't want them to, to be stopped. Let them come. Because that's the only understanding they will understand about the ministry and not get offended that this ministry gives attention to people and not us. You have no idea how you train children. And be smart about it. So if you come to church, I know there's something, they, do, they do so well at the back there. So you see some of the children, the reason why they don't make a lot of noise, some of them are tycoons. But most of them, they don't do a lot of noise. They give them paper and they are shading things and coloring things at the back there, writing their names. They are being trained. They are being trained. They are being wired to think a certain way. Train up a child in the way he should use his mouth. Oh, I can't. It's impossible. Say, no, it's possible. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. You know why? Because there's a day you reap from that consistent confession. You have less to do when you grow up. You have less to do. He said when the child grows, he will not depart. Depart from what? The way to use his mouth. And the way to use his mouth is how his destiny will look like. A man is snared by the use of his lips. Stop using wrong words. Not, you see, so this is it. Don't say that. And you are saying that. You have no idea. I remember in family life, Mama Phil says something. He says, we, don't, we are not friends to our children. We are their disciples. Because the children will write the way we write. They will chew how we chew. They will scratch their ear the way we scratch our ear. And you'll be shocked. In the day your kids, we are young now, but when our kids grow, you see. The way you scratch your ear, your nuances, the way you pull your nose, the way you crack your knuckles. Anytime you are there, you do bah, 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 bah. You will receive it in your house. The way every time your throat is doing your child will learn it. They are learning. You see, no. They will do, you will be shocked. Mm. Oh, am I preaching? <laughs> so you'll be scientists, but they are watching you. You don't bath in the night? You don't brush your teeth? You. So all we have to do is in secondary school, I can see what your mommy or daddy does. Because when we are brushing our teeth, you are sleeping. Some people will squeeze bread in the bed. Huh? <laughs> you are in bed and you are biting bread. I know what they do in your house. <laughs> are you understanding? Yeah. You sleep at any time you sleep. So when we get to secondary school, you are struggling to sleep. Because you don't have a disciplined time you sleep. So we can see what your parents have allowed you to do. This generation, we, don't, we should be careful. It's not technology matter. Let's be strict. They are not your friends. Of course, balance it with the Holy Ghost. Because some of the kids, they are smart. Hmm? If you grew up like me, like a boy, we know how to enter the car. Oh, my boy. We know things you don't know. But you see, so I learned a long time ago. My mother used to come to secondary school. One day she appeared. 
I said, Ma, Pastor Chris is here with his wife. Hallelujah. Let's give her a clap. Now, he was, he was with me in infantry school. And when we were there together, one day my mom came. And I said, oh, You came to come and your mom has come. I said, ah, She didn't tell me she would come to do. So I just went and I said, Ma, what's up? So my ba, I said, How about in the bay? Like, Fanti said, Oh, I'm so die. I said, How about dinosaurs? I said, I fall in love. What is it? My mother said she has dreamt that I'm falling in love. I said, I'm in a boys' school with who? <laughs> so, I said, she has dreamed that. I'm in a boys' school, but I'm writing letters, and I'm falling in love with another girl. I said, sister, it's not true. I said, okay, it's not a problem. But to be for one, it's to be for her. <laughs> she left Accra because of a dream that I'm falling in love. It's, it's a powerful thing, I'm telling you. That is how the oppression is. My children will not escape it. Oh, they'll be shocked. I said, my children, uh, the anthem, they will, they will tell me when they are in their adolescence day that, Daddy, that's your scripture. You know that scripture? Go and ask Gehazi. When thou went in, was my spirit not with you? I will tell you right now. Every vacation you come, I will list everywhere you went. I will list it. I'll give you the date like that. I don't know. Whatever you find yourself. I'll just, you'll be shocked. In the spell of the moment, I'll just send you an emoji. Big eyes. I don't have to say anything. I'll just send you a text. The prophet, watch it. Daddy, I'm not daddy. The prophet, watch it. I'm watching you. If like do something. Why well, I will say you yourself say Charlie the party are sure. <laughs> I know if they, I'm going home. They are watching me. Train up a child. So you have to learn how to talk. Learn. Your mouth is not for eating. It was designed. It was, yeah, it was designed to shape your destiny. Can I tell you something? I said it during the breach and the loss of the spirit. In the spirit, words don't die. It's called idle words. Every joke, eh? idle means that it is waiting for activation. Oh, medium a bread. Ah, The person is okay today, but you think you are joking at you. You are you have called something. In the day you don't find the person annoying, what you said will trigger. Because in the time you are frustrated, the word you said will not act. Because you are already in a state the word agrees with. So the day you are not in that state and you are okay, what the words has been declared will move. And you go like, I, I thought everything is fine. Why are we back to this problem? Idle words have been activated. So idle words are not activated in the days of depression. They show up when the times are fine. Because in the days of depression, your state already fulfills the word. Don't, you talk too much. You have to learn how to use them off. Great. The Bible says, a husband, he, he's, because he praises his wife, she does well. When your food is good, though, you're looking good. You can preach. Ah, you can do it. I know you can do it. I prayed for you last night. The Lord told me it will be serious. God will use you. You are speaking the life. Woman, we learned it family life. Another man. Don't speak evil. 
When things are bad, speak good so that he enters good. Speak into it. Speak into it. You are not married now. Speak. Train your mouth to, to, to honor men around you. Train your mouth. Some of you here, when I hear some of the things you say about certain people, me, me, I say, oh, no. You hear a sister say, oh, I don't like the guy. Look at the shape of his head. Hey, hey. And you are single. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like everybody. But there's a place you should go beyond physical appearance. Because what you are speaking against, you are telling God you don't deserve any man. Ah, you don't have, but you are calling someone's own nasty. What are you talking about? Oh, if you've not listened to Breach well, go and listen to it all. Some of you are the architect of your own problem. If I don't marry this person, I'll never marry anybody again. That's why you are where you are. I'll never marry. Be there. It's everywhere you marry. May the Lord give you Ewes to marry. Yeah, you marry Ewes. Someone's Ewes son will love you. And you will love an Ewes son. May any tribe you don't like, may he love you. And may you soon fall in love with such a tribe. We break every spirit of tribalism in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we grow in the stages of the spirit. We grow. Say we grow. So the moment you get, so many of us come to this place and the reason why we come to Nepios is because we have been unskilled and we have been untrained. Train yourself. Train yourself by practice. Every morning you wake up, I do well. I can't fail. No, come to a place where you train. Okay. Can I tell you something about training? Training is not done in the spell of a moment. It is a systematic, conscientious action that can go more than two months nonstop, even when you're not seeing results. That is training. When you go to school, you don't see the use of what you're learning. Till one day you put in the situation where you have to use what you learned. That's how it is. So training, when, if you say you want to train yourself how to talk well, eh, it means you have to deliberately. It also means that section a time of your day. From 10 to 11, positive confession time. Adam, you do well. You make it in life. The, the great look for you. You walk in the powers of corridor. You, you, you speak such things. And as you speak it, you'll be shocked. It might not happen next week. It might not happen in two weeks' time. But you have trained yourself so that after a year, you can graduate and say that I have graduated the class of positive confession. What has happened is that after a year of consistent confession like that, it has become your thinking. You think right. Anytime you are off, because it has become part of your thinking, you know what to do and declare and undo that declaration. I think right. I feel right. Your words has the power to control the way you feel. I repeat, the words you speak has the power to control how you feel. Use the right words. Use the right words. I say, use the right words. Say, I do well. I am not a failure. I'm not a failure. I'm the best husband anyone can find. I'm the best wife anyone can find. I'm the best son. I'm the best daughter. Any person I'm connected to spiritually, I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best on the market. Hallelujah. You must have that reality in your spirit. Because if you don't see yourself well, nobody is going to be attracted to you. You don't have value for yourself. Who should value you? 
Of course, I'm not saying be prideful and lost in your own image. I said value. And that value is, God said, I have value for sparrows. How much more you? So your value should be how God values you. God values me. I'm worth it. I'm worth it. I'm worth that miracle. I'm worth that breakthrough. I too will shine. Because a lot of you have limited you. I told you last week, no, two weeks ago, breaking um, the breach, repairing the breach. I told you, breaking the limit is the way you are thinking. Breaking the limit is the way you are thinking. Why can five loaves of bread and two fish not feed 5,000? It's the way we think. Yesterday we were at a dinner, and you know, this South African billionaire was talking about, he's an author, and was just talking about this thing. And he made a very remarkable statement. I said, we're discussing. And he says, the problem with Africa is that we have wrong definitions. So Ghanaians call our uh, um, Gollywood. We call it Gollywood. And the reason for Gollywood is perhaps out of Hollywood. Why couldn't we name it differently? It means somebody defines something and we just copied the definition. And we don't realize that anything you define, you have given character to. So if you say your business is a small-scale business, you have defined it. It will never become a mega business. That's why Ephesus is not, we don't call ourselves church, we call ourselves gatherings. So when we are 10 million people that have gathered, we are a gathering. Everything is deliberate. Don't think it's a problem was looking for a nice name. Where? No, it's deliberate. There are definitions you give me. Oh, I'm a failure. I can't make it. If you define yourself like you go far. I'm not a black man. I've said it before. I'm not a black man. Not because I deny the color of my skin. I'm God's son. Many times my wife goes like, oh, you are an Ewe. I said, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not an Ewe. I'm from Zion. I say that not because I, de- I denigrate my past or my family background. I'm saying that because, you see, the moment I agreed to a certain status quo, in the sense that that's who I am, then everything that is in that tribe will be my limitation. Give me five. So you will speak Ewe. You answer to an Ewe name. When they ask you, where are you from? You mention that. But when you say you are not, an, because I'm telling you something, I had to do that consciously even when I was in the civil service. God said to me, he said, never write occupation, civil servant. I never did that. I wrote administrator. I never, in any document of mine, civil servant. In my passport, you see administrator, not civil servant. Because the moment I define myself like that, whatever is their limitation becomes my limitation. Do this by revelation because I'm telling you, if you don't do it by revelation, you're entering pride. Yeah, just naming something. I, I'm not this, I'm not this. For what? Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. So from there, you go to another state called Pidon, where you get away pediatrics, children, toddlers, infants. Then you come to a place called Technon. Technon is adolescence. They're young people. And usually, 1 John 2, 1, he says, oh, I write unto you, children. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The word technion. That ye sin not. If you check through the Bible, most of the children that Bible speaks about sinning is the adolescents. Because just as the physical stage of puberty is experimentation, spiritually too, adolescent stage is where people try nonsense. All sorts of things tempt you are here. Yes, it, children. And strangely, it's the same word that is used for John 1.12. As many as believe, to them give you power to become sons of God. The sons of God, there's the word techno. The adolescence of God. It's not he who's the sons. 
And it's the same word that was used in Luke 15, prodigal son, verse 31. And he said unto him, son, art thou not ever with me? But if you check the Greek word, now if you check the Greek word for, uh, what do you call it? Son in the entire story of the prodigal son and his elder brother. He used heels throughout. Yet Heos is the mature son. Heos is the son who knows his rights. Heos is the one who knows what is for him. That's why the son who was prodigal came to his father and told him that give me all that is mine because he was aware of it. But the elder son left Heos into Technon, adolescence, when he began to wonder what was his. He said, art thou not my son with me all the time? Are these all not already yours? He changed his title from Heos to Technon. That means that we can sleep in our growth processes when we are supposed to be Eos and we are thinking like Nepius. So if a matter comes before you don't speak well, you spoke as a Nepius. You have, so the moment you are, you are, you are Eos, all right, but in any matter, you didn't have understanding, you didn't have thoughts, and you spoke, you expressed Nepius. You were a child in that matter. Your perfection, your maturity is in the way you talk. It's not the gift. The way you talk. What to say, what not to say. Where to say what. When you stand in front of fathers, you don't tell them what you've done. Because they've seen better. If I tell a father, I've given seven cars, and he has done 200 cars, will you talk? Baba Adebu even gave a testimony that he was, he, he, he was preaching somewhere. He said, I give 70% of my, what I earn as tight. And when he was done, he heard another man of God. I think Copeland or can I Copeland or someone. And Jesus, I've forgotten a person. He said, I give 90%. He said that was the day he kept quiet. <laughs> so he thought 70% is high. But there's some, there are people who give 90% tight and they spend 10%. They give God 90 and they take 10. That's the level of plutocrat or something. Now when you give God 900 million, 100 million is fine. It's not difficult at all. There are some amounts of money when you get, you can give God plenty. <laughs> and you'll be fine. You can be sustained. That's what, that's what these apostles say. We live in the surplus. What they live on is not the primary surplus. It's the over. It's enough to take care of them. Some of you, your surplus is 10,000. If you get 10,000, you'll be fine. No, hey. Lord, help us. Help us. But he says, there's a group of guys also called the Nianiscos. First John 2, 14. He said they are called the strong young men. I'm just showing the stages of growth. When anybody comes into Christ, these are the things to grow in. They are strong men. But the strong man's temptation is that they are strong. Why? The glory of the youth is their strength. So strong men means that they have strength for warfare. They can fight the devil. He said, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because thou art strong. And the word of God abideth in you. And you have overcome, overcome the wicked one. Verse 15. But the problem is, love not the world. So worldliness is the temptation of strong men. Sometimes you can use faith to possess things because of covetousness. Sometimes you are very anointed. But when they ask you who you want to marry, a lady with calves. And you hear people who are pastors saying, I should like what I see. 
is not a problem. But if you see, then it means you don't even trust God. Who is on the Lord's side? I'll help him choose the best. Anybody here who does not trust God can choose the best for him. You don't know God. You need deliverance. There's worldliness in you. I'm serious. You don't trust God. You and God, who knows? And you know the shocking thing? Beauty is not in the eyes of the beholder. Beauty is in the eyes of the creator. The one who created the person knows their beautification level. There are some people here, excuse me to say, all humility. It's because of poverty they look the way they look. All humility. When they get money, you'll be shocked they are handsome. I'm telling you. And I'm, no, no, and I'm not even talking of the one that is like, money is making you pretty. I'm just saying that comfort, rest, opportunities, it changes the skin color. I realize that it's not that the cream is bad or something. The sun is always burning you. You need some vitamin M. There's a vitamin called vitamin M. It's vitamin money. Yeah. That's what Prophet now say. Vitamin M. You need vitamin M. It changes a lot of things. He was sharing a story about it. Yeah. The guy's, the guy's wife said, he said, the wife does not respect him, does not talk to him well. Every day he's touching the lady. The woman I'm tired. And he told prof. Prof said, it's a vitamin A issue. He said, go, go to, he said, go to Kempinski. He said, go to Kempinski. Yeah. One, he said, go to, he said, another one, it was a man of God. He said, he said, do you know Dubai? He said, book a flight for your wife and yourself in Dubai. He said, just do it. He said, he said, Papa, he said just, is this, this is not a prayer topic. Just do it. So he bought plane tickets and they were in the plane. And as they were in the plane, he said, all of a sudden, the lady held his shoulder and put her head. He said, oh, Kwame, oh, Kwame, oh, Kwame. <laughs> money, eh? Oh, Jesus Christ. A lot of your fight is a money problem. Sikane Nyinta is frustrating. <laughs> You see, the same herring jollof, when there's no vitamin M, it feels like bread of sorrow. <laughs> but when there's vitamin M, that's why you say, Kobe and Mankini. You see, that's why it's Kobe and Mankini and Bode Juni at the Adeno. Kofi Brokman is not as you are. You know, some of you don't eat Kofi Brokman, but the rich people pack their bands to buy it. Because they are rich, so the name does not affect them. But some of you, because you are broke, when you hear Kofi broke man, you are insulted. They are speaking of your state, so you will not buy it. But when you get the money, ah, roasted plantain is so beautiful. Money is a very powerful thing. Vitamin M. So there are some people here, the day money finds their hand, and they eat well, and they go to spa, and they scrap their leg, and they do, you will see that son of boy, a fine boy. Get, some people here you said their haircut is not fitting their head. But when they carry them, what you show will tell correct because it's a good papa. You will see this boy is a cute boy. May the Lord not cause your eyes to be blind. May the Lord open your eyes to good husbands. Trust the Lord and he'll tell you. If you're on his side, he will give you the best. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Are you sure? So God wants to equip the saints to come to a place where we are all sons. And when we are all sons, we are strong. We are the strong ones. What that means is that, Osofu, come. Osofu, come. You two, come. Uh -huh. Hold my hands. Adrian, come. You are, you, you, uh -huh. No, face us, face us. Try, try. You are the fish. Try and go. Hey, Afrobe. 
<laughs> yeah, so as he's going like this, imagine losing your hand now. Lucy, imagine we, we are not strong and he forces his way. Go. And he flees. We have lost the soul. So the moment we become strong, it's not just in pulling the net. We become very formidable and the net will never break. No soul leave. That means that we are so capable and strong. Keep it. Don't worry. It's yours, eh? Take it now. So you have no idea. The moment you are in that place, anybody trying to break through, it means that four of us, if we see you are backsliding, we'll hold hands. Two weeks fasting for you. If men can fast to see Paul die, then we'll fast to see you restored to God. So we hold our hands and fast. Then one day we'll come visit you one by one. Charlie, go and ask, what's up? What's happening to him? He's not coming to church. Find out. Is he okay? If he's not finding out, I didn't say he's the one backsliding. Okay. So as you do that, you, do, you understand? So if he goes and doesn't work, he'll come and give reports. But you see, at this level, we are strong. And strength is this. Because we are not Nepios again, we don't know how to gossip. Because sometimes gossip is Nepios. Children gossip. It's childishness when you gossip about people's weaknesses. We are child. We are not matured. Because as a pastor, if I was not matured, a lot of your problems would be in the air. There's some people are comfortable looking at my face here. They know the database in my system. They know it. Only me and God know. Nobody knows. Oh, they know that our prophet, if you tell him that's it, Ashikra. It dies in the spirit. Nobody will know. We are fine. That means that the moment you get strong, you go and ask, is everything fine? It's not fine. Then you come. But we have also learned that when we meet, the only discussion we have is prayer. We don't say, oh, this guy, Charlie, we don't understand. He's backsliding. It's not serious. So forget him, forget him. No. We are praying for his soul. We are ensuring that none of us will be lost. Because you see, the moment one is broken and a fish flees, it means that the integrity of the net is weak. This one too will break. And the moment the thing breaks, my design is that I'm supposed to be a net. And if nothing is holding me, it means me to our fall. That's Moses' problem. Only him had a shining face. When he should have been sharing the face with others. So in the day Moses is weak, Aaron's face too can shine. Jeshon's face can shine. And that's why he said we all with unveiled faces. We are able to give fellowship one to another. You have no idea how sometimes, eh, when a David is down, he needs the mighty men to encourage him. He needs some people to come and say, Papa, we don't care what you have gone through. Can we go? Papa, that message was serious. Papa, how do you do it? It's just a, it's just, it just gives encouragement. Because all of us are strong. And, we, and you see, I'm telling you something. The, the potency of our love is deflated when we have discussed somebody already. No matter how you show love, once you discuss the matter, love will not come from me. It's similitude and it's simulation. He said, let love be without simulation. So if I discuss him without praying for him, the next time I see him, oh, how are you doing? He will not feel love. Because I've destroyed the power that will come to him. I'm use as example. I've destroyed him. And I want you to show. I've destroyed him. So the moment I love him, and I say, I pray for him. Lord, deliver him, deliver him. And if it is God's will, I leave it to the Lord. Something will come up. Oh, daddy, I didn't see this guy. What's wrong with him? Is he okay? Okay, let's pray for him. I might know something he has not told you. So I'll pray. The next time he sees me, are you okay? You'll be shocked. People feel spirit more than your smile. That's why sometimes people can smile at you. Ah, the person is still not warming up to you. It's fake. It's simulation. It's not true. Because the spirit is, if you kneel down for me, 
Even if I'm not sure about you, there's something about you that makes me comfortable. Countenance is sharpening countenance. Thank you, my nets. And the fish. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I go now? They've told us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are we here together? So we come to the place of sonship where we are strong. Why? Creation is waiting for us. Creation is waiting for us. You know something? We are not just to preach to men. We are witnesses to creation. Can I tell you something? Oh, Malika Fratas. Something is going to happen in the day you come to maturity. Even the land in your house will respond. Because sons of God are being expected. Dogs will respond. Nature will respond when you show up. When you plant a mango tree, it won't die. It will grow in your house. Because you have come to sonship. Even creation responds to you. It's that level you see an evil cat on your wall. And you don't have to talk. You just point your hand at the cat and say, move. The cat will crawl and leave. Without you talking, move. Many times I see crows in the night. Crow in the night. Ask my wife. There's a house that the crow comes to perch on. Two of them. And when I'm in my bathroom, I can see them. Yeah, watch tower. But I know the house because they can't move anywhere. And I've studied them. The thing, the pole they rest on. They've never rested on any other pole. I say, hey, I've seen you before. So one day I got there in the night. I said, Father, from today, you told me I'm the guardian of this area. My estate, I'm in charge. Therefore, in the name of Jesus. You see, the thing is, we have allowed witches to own areas. So they have free airport. Adamami, they fly. Kokompe, they fly. And the Christians are sleeping. When you should wake up at door and say, from today, no fly zone in this area. Anybody who flies, you will crash. I'm telling you, that will be the night you will stop seeing certain things. Yesterday, I was, I, because I, I ate late, I was waiting for about an hour. I slept around 2 o'clock or something. So I was just waiting, relaxing. I heard dogs howl. I said, I've never heard the sound at, at night before. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pierce those dogs. Their yeah, sounds change. <laughs> I told you we'll do legalities part three. I will show you how to handle witches and wizards. I, this year, we have entered that phase. We are coming there. Magida Badaboriatas. No, 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 no. Some of you will call them from wherever they are hiding and say, let's meet here. We will finish you. <laughs> we will finish you. You want to meet me? <laughs> That's why they said, even God cannot stop us. And the Archbishop of power and velocity, <laughs> a miritus of the spirit, power transactor, the power plant of Nigeria, in Africa. Transformer plenipotentiary. <laughs> Electrical grid. The, the spiritual grid co. Unparalleled. He told the international chairman of the witchcraft society, God does not need to stop you when I am here. No, those are men. Show up. I heard that pastor who is looking for me is in his city. And that is the international city in Africa for witchcraft. Yeah. That's where he's coming from. They said I should come there. <laughs> oh, when they are suffering, I will serve. When they break broom, I'll break hair. 
We will fly to meet Italy. That's why you hear the prophetic word. When they fly, I will fly and meet you. <laughs> Please, I'm joking, oh. Not that I'm afraid of the witches. I'm joking. Those taking this offensively, it's a joke. But we'll meet them. I'm just trying to tell you that. So it tells you that even this evangelism work, there are people you meet and evil spirits are fighting them. You can't preach anything. Madmen are hotspots for demons. The same way anointed men are hotspots for the Holy Ghost. Anointed men of God, they are hotspots for the spirit of wealth, blessing, anointing. Madmen, they are the hotspots for spirits that have been casted out and are looking for bodies. When we cast out devils and they don't have anywhere to go. That's why the Bible says when they, entered, they, left the, they left the maniac of Gadara, they entered the pigs and the pig went mad. They went to drown themselves. It was too much for the pig. The bodies of the pig was not enough to handle legion. So they drowned. So when you see madmen standing there, they are just hot spots for every spirit you've casted out that's waiting for a transition. It's in their body. That's how you two have to become a hot spot of power. And at every given time, T, you are generating things. Environment is... I mean, no, that... Oh, sheesh, kabaya. So this thing, this week I'll show you that in our fishing protocols, we don't fish with worm, we fish with prayer. Our bait is prayer. He said, tarry till you receive that power to be witnesses. Do you know the shocking thing? When they finished praying, they baited 3,000 men. Without going out to talk, 3,000 men came to them after prayer. What shall we do to be saved? And Bible says after that, God added to the church daily. They didn't go and add. It is God who added. Do you understand the difference? That means what we are getting to should be in similitude and graduation. Why? It, is, it means our day, it is not going out per se. It is they coming to us more say. They must come to us. But if we don't pray for the souls of men, they will never come. Your laziness is costly. Instagram has swallowed up your passions. I preached a message recently about drawing. What draws you? Can I tell you, if your Bible is open and your phone is open, the way you frequent phone in between readings is your drawing power. You don't know how to stay in the Bible for two hours nonstop. Every time you have to check something. You have to touch your phone. Something is, you don't know something is drawing you. That means in the day of battle, you will be shocked. God will tell you, rise up and pray. And Satan knows what will draw you when you are about to die. An arrow has been stretched. You can see it in a dream. You just dreamt that somebody has thrown an arrow towards you. But you wake up and rather touch your phone. That's what Satan does when he tricks you to being drawn. Something else draws you. Not what will even deliver your life. You are in danger, but you don't even realize that the phone you are touching, the arrow is on its way. You are lying in bed. It's just a dream. Because something has stolen your draw power. Something always takes your attention. Phone, TV. So you are never drawn in the presence. You can't boast that you've been in God's presence for one hour before. Oh, you must mature. A day must come. You must close your door. From 12 morning, uh, the, the, it says a.m. in the morning to 12 noon, you have closed your door. You are lying face flat. If you stay with people, give them memo. I used to do that. I'll tell my mom, I'm not coming out till 12 in the afternoon. And I'm in the front face of God. Worship is going on. 
it is better I speak in tongues. I drift off into sleep. I will see something and I'll write it and I'll come back again. And I'll drift off and I'll come back again. That is what makes you. Too many things are drawing you. And very, thing, very soon what is drawing you will have you. Oh, you think it's magic that they say somebody was watching internet and a, a, a woman's face came out of the TV and held a person. Yes! <laughs> they don't know. I was prophesying to her somewhere. Someone somewhere with me. A guy I was prophesying to who dreamt that animals or something are scratching and he woke up and he had marks on his back. They scratch you in the spirit and you wake up and you can see the scratches. Same scratch. Friday we are the all night. And prof was saying something. A man dreamt. Cat beating. Dog beating. Snake beating. Scorpion beating. When he woke up, he said things were working in his body. It's just a matter of time. You sleep too much. You watch everything. You think everybody is normal. It's time to, no, it's time. It's time. And this evangelism, evangelism by power. Next week we'll get there. There are some people you have to hold them in the spirit and say, in the name of Jesus, you, Mr. Kwate, you, Mr. Al-Hassan, I break the forces that are gripping you. No, if you don't do that, you have to start mentioning people's names. In the occult, you cannot direct a chant without a name reference. You pray, Aja. Lord, save my family members. What kind of prayer is that? Mention your names. Mention your names. Mention who must give you that blessing. Who must favor you in the office. Mention his name. My boss, from you, I, Lord, harass this man till he gives me this contract. Mention their names. You are too vague in a lot of things. Hey. Where is the message going? Are they calling me? They still not called me. Oh, I think they should preach themselves. I'm so sorry, but they have to preach themselves. Because where it's getting to, I need to preach this one. Now, quickly, the evidence that you're a disciple or living like a disciple. Now, this is not the condition to become a disciple. This is the evidence of being a disciple. It means that if you can see these things in your life, then you are living like a disciple. Otherwise, you are being like a follower. Number one, it is the love principle. Now, this love principle is not loving one another. Now, I'll show you something very interesting in the Bible. Quickly, quickly. Can we turn our Bibles to, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I love the word of God. The Bible says in the... Job said, I've esteemed thy word above my necessary food. Job 12. He said, I've esteemed thy word, thy word. If you don't esteem God's word, eh, there are things you'll never see in it. Some of you will like pizza more than the word of God. Yes, um, you should sit somewhere and when you think of, I'm going to read the Bible, Adobe, Adobe, some happiness enters your heart that, ah, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to enjoy the word of God. He said, look at it. I've esteemed thy word. Aha, Job 23 verse 12. I've esteemed above my necessity until you esteem his word more than what you eat. The word do not minister what he has to minister to you. Love principle. What is this last principle? Now, John chapter 13. Huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Verse 34. John 13, 34. Let's read together. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Now, let's go to John 15. Now, remember that I told you that John 15, eh, I'll get there very soon when I get to the fruit principle, the next one. But John 15, the verse number 8. John 15, verse 8. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's read together. One to go. Oh, let's read it again. Hey. 
All right? Good. Hear him then is what? My father glorified. Now, the Bible also says something very interesting. That. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That the moment we are able to love, we are able to exhibit discipleship. The moment we are able to love, we are able to exhibit discipleship. The moment we are able to love, we are able to what? Exhibit discipleship. In the same John 15, when you read from the next verse, verse 10, he says what? Uh huh. Or let's read from 9. Anyways, let's read from 9. Keep reading, yes? Hallelujah. He said, if you what? Uh huh. And I abide in his love. Now, when you keep reading, he speaks about how that because they walk in love, they are his disciples. Because they walk in love, they are his disciples. So, the instruction God is giving you is that there's a kind of love you ought to walk in that communicates discipleship. What was that? 30, what? 1335, yes, sorry. That's the previous one. So we read 1334. Now see 35. See 35. John 1335. All right, okay, so that's why it took me away. He said, By this shall all men not be my answer, that ye love one to another. When you are loving, this is the proof, the principle that you are God's disciples. This is the principle that you are what? God's disciples. When you are loving, this is the principle that proves that you are God's disciple, Jesus' disciple. And what's that love? Do you know in the disciple, in the, in, the, in the list of the discipleship call, many of them, Jesus said, follow me. There are some people he never said, follow me. I'll show you very soon. Let's go quickly. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. <sighs> Matthew, Luke 5, Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. Now he had finished doing the miracle. And Jesus walking by the sea saw the brethren Simon and called Peter. And Andrew his brother casting net into the sea. And as they were, as they were fishers, next, 19. And he saith unto them, follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. Let's read together. I want to go. Follow me. Now the interesting thing about this scripture is that the first thing Jesus said to Peter was follow me. The last thing Jesus said to Peter was follow me. Numbers 14, the Bible says, as for Caleb and Joshua, they had another spirit. The Hebrew says they had a following spirit. Follow me and I'll make you. Follow me and I'll make you. But there's a shocking thing about a certain one. Next verse, 20. 20. Uh-huh, Next. And he what? And what? He mending their nets and he what? Called them. All through the records of John's assignment, Jesus didn't say, follow me. He called him. John! James! Come. Oh, you didn't get it. Because he didn't say, 
Look at what he said to Andrew and Simon. He told them, follow me. But when he came to James and John, he didn't say, follow me. He called them. He already knew their name. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Are we together? Yeah. Why is this so? Why is this so? John 1.35. John 1.35. Let's read together. So this is John the Baptist and two of John the Baptist's disciples. Next. Looking upon Jesus. So John the Baptist says, uh-huh. Behold the Lamb of God. Uh-huh. Next. And the two disciples heard him speak. And they... So these people saw what happened in the Jordan. Jesus didn't tell them, follow me. They fo But this is a shocking part. Next, next verse, next verse, 38. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto them, what are you doing here? So he has not told them, follow me. So I told you there are some disciples, Jesus didn't say, follow me. I don't know if you get what I'm talking about. And they said unto him, Rabbi, which is interpreted being, he said, Master, where do you dwell? They asked him, where do you stay? Now Jesus said something. Look at this. Look at why I'm saying Matthew chapter 4. Something had happened. Next, next, next. 39. And he said unto them, come and see. And they came and saw where he dwelt and abode with them that day. So they stayed with Jesus. Next, 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 next. And one of the two which heard John speak. Now, if you read this scripture very well, you will notice that in the explanation of the story, Jesus in Matthew and in the rendition of Luke, told these people that they should wait for him. He is going to the wilderness and come back. Yeah, yeah. That's why when he came back, he came to call them. Because they've already come to. So he already knew their names. So these ones, he can't tell them, follow them. They decided to follow him. Why? This one he mentioned, and one of the two which followed was Andrew. And next, next, next. Oh, come on. He first uh -huh, finded his brother and he says, I found the Messiah. So by the time Andrew and Peter are meeting Jesus, he has, Andrew has already met Jesus. But he's with Peter. And he says to Peter, follow me. Now because of the Peter state, he has to tell the two of them, follow me. But next, next, next. Some people think, uh -huh, next, next, next. Okay, the next day, they will go to Galilee and they find the Philip. Some people say it was Andrew and Philip that the Bible was talking about. But in context, it doesn't explain that. Because I said they went to another city to find Philip. So obviously, it was not Andrew and Philip that met him. So it tells you that the one who is writing the story, in his style of writing, in John 21 said, he shall not die. He that was told will not die. Is he that writed this epistle? Oh, is he that writer? So John's style of writing is when he's part of the story, he doesn't mention his name. So John is following Jesus, and Jesus never tells him, Follow me. Why? John is following because of the principle of love. When you love the Lord, you have automatically followed the Lord. He doesn't need to tell you to follow him. So if you don't increase and allow his love for you to increase, you will struggle to follow his instructions. So all of you guys saying, follow me, be serious. It means there's something wrong with your love. It means you are not, you are not, your love is faulty. You have to, because the moment you fall into love, first, 
Corinthians 16, verse 22. He said, anyone that loveth not the Lord Jesus Christ shall be anathema maranatha. It means you'll be disqualified for the blessings of the rapture. You must love the Lord. And stop singing the song, I love you, Lord. If you love the Lord, your drawing power is. When you come to his house, we're excited. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to a party. Let us go to the club. Let us go to the drinking spot. Let us go to a wedding. Let us go to a reception. Let us go to the Ghana-Brazil match. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. So the moment there is no automatic gladness in coming to the house, you have begun to backslide in your love. Because if your girl calls you at midnight, you don't know what comes over you. Obefa taxi. Forget and robbers. Kai anaju e debish. In the days of KNUST, somebody was doing free night call at Independence Hall, walking towards Paju, the football field, and a guy was tapping him with cutlass, and he was on the phone. And he said, oh, stop, oh, stop. And he was lost in the conversation because he's hearing a sweet lady's voice at 12.30. There's something about midnight and the voice of a lady. So the voice was moving his articulation and, and medulla oblongata. You see, there was vibrations in his subconscious. He's lost in a certain realm. So as he's talking, he's telling, oh, and the girl said, ah, why, who is wearing this? Oh, don't mind that guy who is using cutlass to touch me. She's lost. That's why God wants you to be in love. The moment you are in love with God, you don't calculate risk. Anytime you are calculating the risk for serving God, your love is low. Something is wrong. There is a problem with your love. You are calculating, should I sow all? Should I come to church? Why are we spending too much time in church? Your love, there's a problem. Look, you go anywhere for anything. Some of you even work without per diem. You work, you work. Your boss will call you, I need you at work on Sunday. And you will gladly show up. Thank you, sir. Please, I'm here. This is my laptop. Any work to do. And your boss will say, I need us to finish a certain project. Oh, yes, sir, don't worry. We'll do a good job. And you are there at 9 o'clock. You are there at 10 o'clock. You are there at 11 o'clock. And it's Sunday night. You don't have a problem. Because you are impressing a mortal man. What, what, what happened to impressing, impressing Jesus? What happened? I told you a long time ago. You have to make covenants. So yesterday, those who were there understood it. When we say covenant, you and God should go on covenant. My Friday is for you. My salary is for you. My job is for you. My wife is for you. My children are for you. Everything about me. When you enter that realm, you provoke God into your life. That one, when you even forget yourself, because it's for God, God will tell you, I thought you said Friday is for me. Wake up. God, God will wake you up at five. He said, Lord, five o'clock is for you. He will wake you up because you say it's for him. He will not come for what has not been freely given. Hear me today. Anything you are dealing with that you are struggling with, freely give it to God. He will show up. You've not freely given him, so he's struggling to come. Tell him, Lord, I give you my job. He will show up in the office. I give you my education. He will show up in it. I give you my relationship. You've not given it to him yet. Only you, you are wise. You know how to handle a guy. But if you give it to God, you'll be shocked. The day your passions arise and all sorts of chemicals are moving, the Lord will hold you and say, you'll be shocked. The Lord will grip you down. Blah. Oh, sorry, and to me, sorry. Ask a monumental macho. You can't move. The passions are gone. Nobody can seduce you because he, he owns you now by your own declaration. Any man that loves not the Lord is anathema maranatha. 
the love principle. That shows you are disciples. If not God. Okay. They should keep singing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord. Amen. Child of God, I, I provoke you to righteousness. Love the Lord. And the shocking thing about the love is that, you see, this same John, eh, he was so smart about how God loves him. Do you know five times John said God loves him? But for five different times, he used different words in one occasion. John 13 to 18, he said the Lord loves him. Then he moved again to, you know, uh, um, I think John chapter, uh, go there. What did he say? No, go back to 20 what? No, I think it's 23, yes, not 28. So he said, whom Jesus agape? 1926. 1926, John 1926. I want to show you something. Let's read again. This was what he was on the cross. Agape. But John 20, verse 2. And eh? John 22, what is it? And she ran, this is Mary Magdalene. And come to Simon Peter. And to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, this word love is not agape, it's filio. So, literally, whom Jesus liked. So, John was not operating at God loves me level. He operated that Jesus is my friend and we like each other. And that's what Jesus said to Peter in the last request. Simon, Simon, liketh thou me. The word loveth thou me in the literal means, do you like me? He said, Lord, I like you. Then he said, feed my sheep. That means because I like God like a friend. I treat things about him differently. There's a fondness that is beyond that. The way you see God. No, there's a fondness that you use the word like to bring him to your level. So that's like, I like God, he likes me. Some of you think God doesn't like you. But John knew God doesn't just love him like God. God likes him like another human being would like another human being. He was communicating that it means there are things about John Jesus likes. That's the meaning of filio. So God does not just like you because he is God. God likes you because of how you think. The way you dress. Your appearance. The way a friend will like you for certain attributes. God has that type of like for you too. I like the way you talk. I, I like your jaw. Yeah, there are times I'll be talking. Eh, and I'll, the Lord will open my eyes and I'll see the Lord laughing. One day I was with, I, was, I think about five years ago, Reverend was preaching, Doc was preaching. And as he was preaching, Jesus was just shaking his head. And he said, ah, yeah, that's it. Jesus was happy. And I told him, I said, Papa, Daddy, when you were teaching, Jesus was so excited. I said, oh, my son, I like him. I'm telling you, some of you, Jesus likes you. Hallelujah. You just don't know it. So you do anything anyhow. He likes you. If, you. if I know he likes me like that, eh, then I can't fool. Excuse me for that colloquial terms. Ghana, this is who Jimmy, I can't fool. In Lou, do you understand? I won't Lou. The fooling is too much because you don't think Jesus likes you. So it's like you are being like a child that's throwing tantrums. He likes you. He likes you. He likes your intelligence. He likes your beauty. He likes your mannerism. He likes you. And you better trust that. Because it gives a confidence. And that's what God John kept saying. He said, and this is John writing the record though. He ran it and see Simon Peter. Then he ran it and see the disciple whom Jesus likes. So he himself coined the word, Jesus likes. Oh, you got to know he likes me. 
So it's true that Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. But Jesus likes me. This I feel. I know he likes me. And because he likes me, he'll do everything to make sure the possibility of being like him will be achieved. And that's, that's the discipleship love. That means that any person you see who is in love with Jesus is a disciple. That's your love that is haywire anything. You, and I'm serious. Be careful. Because you see, on that day, you, have, you don't have an excuse. The way that guy came in your life, and pshh, you were gone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We can be here, and the guy says, let me meet you after church. And you can't wait for prophet to close. It's the same way you should love Jesus, eh? To the point where Jesus says, today at 10, eh, I want to meet you. And you can't wait for prophet to close service. So you get home. I'm, I used to do that many times. I'll be at church at ATTC and the Lord will appear whilst service is going on. And then when you get home tonight, I'll meet you. I can't wait. I don't waste time. I'm driving quickly. Because he gave me a time. So by 9, I know he's coming. So 8.30, I'm in the house. I don't go roaming. When I get home, because he's come to meet me, I don't even eat. I just enter my room, close my door, put on my laptop, pa, 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 pa. worship is going on. And I'm preparing myself. Because he said he's coming at nine. I had an encounter like that. And at nine o'clock, I, I have the book till date. I wrote, the Lord said he will meet me at nine. It's 8.45. I'm worshiping. Then I wrote, I feel the breeze at 8.50. Soon the Lord will be here. Then all of a sudden, a wind blew into my room. And I went off. The next time I was conscious was 9 a.m. For 12 hours, I was knocked out cold. And the things I saw, he said, don't write this one. It's not time. That's why up to date, I've not taught you my heavenly encounters. Because God said, seal it for the day it will be required. I won't teach you. I might mention it in bits, but I won't tell you the details of what I saw. There are things I've seen in God. If I narrate to you, you think I'm mad. Because I taught it in 2011. The people thought I was crazy. I was praying. And God said, I will show you how I look like. And God said, all things are in me. Then I saw God open his stomach. My heart. I saw angels. I saw the world. And the galaxies were spinning in God's belly. He closed it. He said, it's okay. <laughs> Love principle. They are ready for me right now. We should be coming. <laughs> they should keep singing. <laughs> Will you go with me and explain the matter to them? <laughs> Before they say this man of God is proud. <laughs> Why we invite him for a program? He doesn't come. Hallelujah. Say the love principle. Love principle. Love principle. Next week I'll touch on the last one, but. Let me just handle this one quickly. Let me handle this one quickly. The continuance principle. See the continuance principle. Continuance principle. Disciple means the disciplined ones. Disciplined ones. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Disciple means the disciplined ones. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they what? Continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. 
what he was trying to say was this. 43, go there. 43, and they what? Fear came upon what? Huh? 44? 44. Had all things in common. Semicolon, verse 45. And they sold their possession. Uh-huh. 46. And they continued daily, one accord in the temple, and the breaking of bread in house to house. So when he said they continued daily, they continued in church attendance and in family life fellowship. So when they continued daily in the breaking of bread, in prayers, he was not talking of church service. It was their individual prayer lives. The proof that you are a disciple means that when prophet has not called for a fasting, you are doing it on your own. When prophet has not called for midnight prayers, you know how to wake up on your own at midnight to pray. When you are struggling to pray, you just put on last two weeks midnight prayers and you play at Oto and you join. Nobody has provoked you. That is disciple. Disciples are disciplined. So your indiscipline tells us that you are moving from disciple to follower. You want to do it when you like. By this time, you shouldn't wait for them to say midnight prayers before you join. You should start your own. And repeat some of the topics. Because some of the topics you are even sleeping. So I mean, you miss things in the spirit. It's time to activate the thing yourself. Continuing. Steadfastly. Continuing steadfastly in the reading of the Bible. That's why this year I'm going to be very serious about this matter about Bible completion. If you are nowhere, go ask for grace. People have called me. They are finished. They are finished. They are finished. Be quick, oh, gallop. Kneel down. If it needs to fast tomorrow and Tuesday, say, Lord, increase my grace. Why? Hebrews chapter 6, the verse number 12. He said, do not be slothful, but followers of them. Oh, come on, come on. Who through faith and patience... Inherit the promises. So it means that there is a kind of level of consistent pursuit. Slothful, Proverbs 12, 28 says that the, 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 the slothful man does not roast what he has caught. That means that slothfulness means that you went hunting, but you didn't complete the process of hunting. Slothfulness means that you went, look, the slothful man roasted not what he took in hunting. The lazy man does not go hunting at all. So laziness is different from slothfulness. Slothful means you went hunting, but you never complete the, the, what you started. So anytime you start something and you don't finish it, you are dealing with the spirit of sloth. Laziness means you didn't start at all. So slothfulness means you start cleaning a room and you, you clean just the table, you don't finish the chair. That's slothfulness. Laziness, you don't even start at all. So you need to understand the difference in the Bible. So a lot of you start Bible reading. This year they are finished. Since February, you've not opened a chapter. You are hearing me. I'm seeing the name. No, 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 go there. You are still there. And the slothfulness you are dealing with. You have hunted all right, but you are not roasting what you have hunted. You have heard all the messages I've preached, but you are not meditating on any of them. Can I tell you something? You are in greater judgment of temptation. When you hear the things you are hearing, you don't practice it. I've told you before, if you hear a message and within three days you don't meditate, soak it and practicalize it, a demon will possess you. Yeah. I'm not saying possess your spirit. He will possess your body and possess your mind. He will contradict everything you know prior to that time because you didn't do in three days what you heard. I told media to create a, I think they've created a new page for me. So it's, please, it's official. Apparently some people were cutting some of the messages. So they want to monetize. So they've created a prophet Adam YouTube account. 
So if you are hearing me, go and subscribe. They'll be putting short, short clips there. And the reason they put short, short clips there, I told them to put joy up this week. Because the Holy Ghost told me that the devil is coming to fight people's joy. Most of you this week, you fought joy. Joy was taken away from you. And you didn't realize it's an attack. Because you see, you don't, you, don't, you don't meditate on what you're listening to. I've told you, please and please again. This is not a, a typical, this is a prophetic ministry in a certain sense. The message you are hearing is a weapon for something coming in the week. Don't joke with it and instructions. The moment you joke with it, your life, and the thing is that you see, when you disobey instruction, there is no remedy by forgiveness. The only remedy is to re-go, to revisit the instruction. So when you say, Lord, I'm sorry for it, I disobeyed in sowing the seed. He has forgiven you. But if you don't sow the seed, whatever was coming will never come. So when it comes to disobedience, I'm sorry it's not enough. Forgive me, Lord, it's not enough. You must revert to the initial instruction and assume it again. Otherwise, life will become difficult. And some of you don't know. Satan is waiting for you to fall in that place where he will torture you till you die. You don't know. So you think all life, all life is life. They've not pestered you enough. And the painful part about Satan's torturing is that, also, he will make you not have energy to follow God. At the same time, he will squeeze you to the point that you are screaming for God. And some way, somehow, he has, he has taken the last gasp that God can save you from your conscience. So that's the torture. It's not just body torture. It's mental torture. You know you need God, but you feel you have done things God will not mind you. Don't put yourself in that place. Continue. Continue in prayer. Continue in fasting. If you are struggling, go into environments that pray. Follow people who go to places where your spirit will be livened. That's what I do. When I realize that things going down, Daddy, please, are you home? Oh, prof, I'm preaching somewhere. Okay. Please, which meeting are you at? I'm coming there. And many of you here will say, oh, Daddy, I was so down. When I met you at this conference, the teaching you taught made me come alive. Then you go away for two months. Then you go back to square one again. Do you know you are not, you are not operating with wisdom? Because you see, you get the energy. Psh, then you come for it again. Psh, what journey are you going to build? So if the thing gave you energy, the moment you realize the thing has come down by 2%, find the same source and get the energy to the next level. Because there's a level when you get to, that thing that brought you down to 2% cannot affect you again. It means a new thing will look for you. They said something in the tree proverb. If you stop praying, kukukuku will start. Yeah. You stop praying. You say you start seeing yourself in casket. Oh, yeah. You, you dream and you're underwater. You can't sleep at night. I'm telling you, you don't pray. Yeah. Some of you don't know. It's just that, you see, we are positioning ourselves in such a way, a day will come. Eh? Every day of the year, prayer will be going on. And it will be live online. A day will come. We are just positioning ourselves. Because right now, the movement is a lot. We are just positioning ourselves so that we can be consistent with these things. You don't have an idea. I've told you before, and I said it in preaching. By this time of your Christian life, when it's 10 o'clock and you're about to sleep, kneel down. Put a message on. Father, as I sleep, I enter the heavens. Speak your spirit to my spirit. By the time you realize you are moving in, you wake up joyous. You wake up with purpose. But you sleep anyhow. The last thing you watched was a YouTube shot that was talking rubbish. And you will not wake up happy. You wake up as if life is down. What is all this? And that depressive action is what sends you into temptation in the first place. The root of every temptation sin 
is not the absence of God's power. It is the modulation of your emotions. The moment you feel depressed, no anointing will make you stop what you are come to do. That's why I said the wise virgins, they control their emotions. Two days, you feel down. Day three, you are still not happy. You are under attack. It's not medical. <laughs> you are under attack. You joke. You will be shocked that everything you have consistently built in one week, you will undo your own work. By this time, you, you, in spiritual intelligence, that's why I've taught you the things I've taught you. Yesterday, I was with Pastor Alex. You know what he told me? He says, Prophet, this year I've taught you. I've taught. This year, God has given us grace to teach you certain things. Even legalities was not part. We passed inside. Joy, we passed inside. Just to make sure that the way the life is going, you position yourself. But I'm telling you something. If you don't remember the prophecy of any time I gave you, remember what I told you January. I said, 2022 is simulation. So whatever you didn't practice this year, you'll practice next year. And I just pray that you have wisdom and the tenacity. What the world will be in 2023? you run. There's a video I'll let them show the next time I preach. Find a video about the Euphrates. I saw it on YouTube. They wrote, Euphrates in 2020, full of river. Euphrates in 2022 is dry. Water has not entered though. There are some parts that are still watery. And God told me when I saw it today, he said, when it totally dries up, and there's no single grain of water. The foul spirits will show up. Some of you are me. Ask some person the Antichrist number. The way you're looking at me, it's like you want to collect the Antichrist number. The Lord help you. The Lord help you. The Lord help you. Amen. Stand to your feet. Next week we'll continue. Yeah. Next week, be here. Yes. I'll be here myself, so don't worry. Be here. Stand. Lift up your hands to Jesus Christ. Say after me, Lord Jesus, tonight I've realized the mystery of iniquity that is at work in the earth. I realize not submitting to you is allowing iniquity to work in me. Therefore, tonight I repent. I yield my member even as your instrument. I accept you, Jesus. As my Lord and Savior today I enter the family of God because of your sacrifice thank you for accepting me and cleansing all my sins and my unrighteousness in Jesus name Amen